We're back at it again. Yeah. Episode two, boys. Of what? Airsoft and chill. Welcome back. Hello, um, everyone. <laughs> so, right, so who are you? Um, my name's Cy, ORC2, call sign Reaper. I'm Sketch, ORC7, or commonly known as Middle East. Middle East. <laughs> Hello, Hello, everyone. Uh, it's uh, call sign Kingpin here. I'm the uh, owner of Tier 1, and I'm here for uh, a bit of airsoft and chill today. Over to you. And I'm Paul, Pew Pew Paladin. Uh, I don't know, ORC5? You've got a number uh, in there somewhere. Five? I'm sure. Five. I must be. No, I've got five. That's, <laughs> That's not me. It smells in there. Not guilty. It's just a combined space. No need <laughs> yeah. for Four burly men in a very tight space. <laughs> <laughs> not going to end well. Right, viewers. Well, what have we got for, for the listeners today, Sketch? Uh, so we've got Death of the Week. Um, and then we've got our first topic, which is going to be Josh and Josh's sites. Then we've got a uh, topic, just a little airsofty topic over is too many guns. No, how many guns is too many guns? Quality, quality. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, we've got our chill part, which uh, we'll touch on that later. So let's get things off with Death of the Week. This week's Death of the Week is ORC Burns. He's not with us today as he was uh, killed during an unfortunate fishing accident where he went to cast out, caught the hook in his own arsehole, proceeded to front flip, crack his head on the rocks and drown. Eyewitnesses say it was horrific. I hope he prolapsed. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor birds. Poor birds, yeah. No, No Andy this week again. Ooh. Is he busy? Uh, he's who's busy. Andy? He's still busy. He's busy. Who, who's Andy? Where's Chad? Andy? I don't know. Who's I don't know. There's no football on. I did uh, invite Chad. Uh, oh. <laughs> Silly champion. And we have no uh, Brett today either because he has uh, some personal things to deal with yeah. today. Herpes. So, herpes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brett is a uh, cool sign. Outlaw is uh, not with us today, unfortunately. But Our thoughts are with him. Our yeah. thoughts are with yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, topic of today. Josh, why don't, you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your airsoft background. Oh. Uh, your actual airsoft stuff first, before we talk about sites. Um, so I've been doing airsoft since I was like 16 years old, so quite a few years. I've had loads of guns and enjoyed many games. Um, but yeah, I've just stuck with it. Have, most people have time off and in and out of the hobby, and I was no different. So, you know, I've met women and... <laughs> Men, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, just, I, I, start, I started very young, and, and oh, it sounds even worse than I started very young. Yes, back to grooming. No, I started young, and I uh, made like I'm not going to bore everyone to death on the podcast, but we made a little site back where I used to live in, in Cornwall, um, and we played like that down down in the woods, and it sort of went from there really, and and uh, now it's sort of just like chilling with the guys and playing and running the sites and stuff like that but in terms of background i don't really have an airsofty background just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe you know so nice that's playing nice. back when the guns were uh yeah so it was hardcore as back when i was playing was at 16 was uh, a tm was just all plastic and i'm sure viewers and listeners will uh, appreciate those comments about the uh the old school tier back in the day when you used to get the famous F1, which is just pure plastic, and the M16A1, which is pure plastic. But even to these day, they still work. So it just goes to show that TM is the uh, the main the main AG manufacturer, really. We're looking for a sponsor, TM. <laughs> yes, I know TM. you withstood the test. If you could understand what I just said, please can you sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sweet. But yeah, that's pretty much my background, and um, yeah, don't really have anything to add to. That's pretty much my heritage of airsoft, to be honest. Started when I was young and grown up from uh, <laughs> grown up from there since he was a pup. Yeah, but it only really happened in Cornwall though. So I'd say airsoft for me happened in Cornwall when I moved down from up country and met some people. But really kickstarted when I got back into it. I'd say like. Four or five years ago when I met... 2018. Yeah, when I met Cy and we got playing Airsoft on the first game at uh, Tank Tracks in Scoria and all the size boys were little guys like that and now they're men. So it's sort of like grown for us. I'd say coming to Cornwall was like the best where Airsoft for me sort of grew massive and met so many people and played it and yeah, just really down this way was where it all sort of gets I would like to say it's actually quite... um, It's quite convenient because... Uh, my, so first game you took me on was at Tank Traps yeah. and the very second game was when he took me to National Airsoft Festival which is actually this weekend as well I'll yeah, that's weird, talking yeah. about that yeah. as that kind tangible of tangible link yeah I hope everyone has a good time at NAF enjoy your raised ticket prices but I hope you have a good time um, I'm going to ask you a question oh no what would you say out of all your years of playing What's your favourite or current favourite gun? Oh, that is a hard question. I've got to be like Paul now and think about loads of guns. <laughs> He's got I've a roll of decks. Is this like all time or like... Yes, yeah, because so, as you said, you've been playing, what, for 16 years? Yeah. And you've gone, as you said, to the you've had the early models of TM. And you've uh, since I've known you and played with you, you've had a fair few riffs. You've certainly seen them come and watch them go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is a really difficult question. One that I honestly haven't prepped for, but <laughs> thinking back, <laughs> would you stop pelting <laughs> your knee? I'm literally gonna have a boner. And I'm thinking that. <laughs> if I keep touching your leg, um, you could just see the mic going up on Paul's laptop, and his eyes just going, "Stop editing! Stop editing!" I think so. My favourite guns. It goes from like. When you buy the gun, the experience opening the gun, how it performs, how it looks, how you feel using it, which I'm sure a lot of the people listening now will, will um, sort of relate to. But I think, for me, this might be controversial, so these lads don't know anything about this sort of information. It would probably be the first time I got a TM M14 OD, Olive Drab. So just when I was younger, I think I was about 17 at the time, and you didn't need your car, and then you could just go to like zero one or something and just buy one outright. Well, my mum did. What <laughs> <laughs> <Well> up, <done>, mum? <coughs> it was just, um, I was going through the phase like everyone does when they do airsoft and they get into it and I watch all the war films and Black Hawk Down and all that sort of stuff. And I think for me, when I watched Black Hawk Down, I just really wanted to be, what's his name in it? Oh. What's his um, name Sniper out? Like M14 it's, in there? It's, it's, it's Nicholas, yeah, Gordy's gone, man. Gordy's gone, man. <laughs> but I think when I got the M14 and I, opened the box and it came in the cloth and the, the bolt rack on it was absolutely fantastic and then I put like a red dot on it and I felt like a sniper at 17 and it was just so accurate so high performance as well for what it was back in the day I think that would probably be like the highlight of guns that I've, I've owned I mean I've owned a fair amount of guns in my time and had the high-end guns and I've had the low end but I think for me for opening a box shooting the gun, enjoying it, I think that, that would probably be my favourite weapon that I've had. So, yeah. Nice. Which yeah. is a, yeah. which is probably unexpected from you boys, knowing me. Yeah. 
because okay. I've had like the Mark 46 and all the recoils yeah. and all the, all the upgraded. But at the end of the day, I've said this many times, is that it's about how you feel with the gun, isn't it? You know, yeah, you can take it. it out in the field and you have fun with it. And for me, like the gun just looked great. And first time really TM had gone to town with all the packaging and the cloth and like even the 762 little box in there with the bullet stuff. Nice. It, it was just so nice to open. And back then it was like 200 and I think 270 quid. Whereas now it's like four hundred and something pounds for a TM now. So, but yeah, that would be my favourite gun that I've owned. I reckon. Where mm. is it? I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you keep the box? I didn't keep the box. No, no. As many airsofters do, they uh, buy stuff, and you know the next thing comes along, and TM were good at the time, and then Classic Army came out with their two four nines and. The CQBRs and stuff, and it was like that was like the next thing. So I went sold that and got a CAM two four nine, which is like, oh, loved it, you know. But for me, the M fourteen was always a highlight for opening and playing with and shooting yeah. people with and just seeing it like in its glory. Really, a gun that made you feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say it's not about like what it does on the field. If you can shoot someone at eighty meters, cool. But it's about what makes you feel good when you open the gun and how excited yeah. you are to get it, and everyone can appreciate it when you've ordered a gun and you see DHL or Parcel Force turn up, Parcel Force turn up at your, turn up at your uh, door and you've got that big package and you're just like, yeah man, can't wait to get upstairs and get it all open. It's just like the first big yeah. package. Yeah, I think that's where like, for me, I had like TMAKs, TM, M16, they all came in the polystyrene boxes that we get now, but this is the real sort of first one that they've done the cloth, and like I said, it just looked amazing, I was just like blown away by it. Yeah. The M14 is audible as well though, isn't it? It's that rack. Yeah. The M14. And it would just look It's a very distinctive noise, it's... And it's one of the best noises in airsoft, I think. Definitely. It's just the detail on it, like even the rack. Like you say the bolt was perfect. They had the seven six two engraved on it really nicely. Um, like I just said, the, the the little things like that seven six two ammo box just in there, sat in the cloth with the gun sat in it, it just looked so good. And where the mag went in, it was just proper clunky. Racket, even though it did nothing back then, it just sounded sick. We did that. So even with the red dot, on it, it was so accurate. And for a standard TM gun, as most people know, they shoot pretty good out of the box you don't really need to mess about with all the thousand pound upgrades that people do these days yeah, but even yeah. without the practicality the realism out of it make, just makes you feel better it just feels good man it's a big rifle but it's not like too big to like maneuver around so you can use it as an assault rifle as well because it had the full auto and semi-automatic um high capacity mags like 470 rounds plus your mid caps so it's like a nice little battle rifle really and it just did me did me a few years good service and a lot of good games. It, took, it went to GZ actually back in 2015, I think it was, back when they first started doing the weekenders, and I had a really good time there with that. And that's why I think that's probably my favourite gun. So yeah, oh. question answered. Yeah, nice, cool, sweet. So on the topic questions, I, I haven't got the questions in front of me. Obviously, so, like, would you like me to ask the next question? You can, you can ask it. You can carry on hosting. Right. I'm not. <laughs> The host with the most, the biggest roast. Okay, I like it with host. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Right, so um, let's talk about tier one CQB. So, oh. how long have you had tier one CQB? Uh, so currently four and a half years now, five years total under having the site. Um, yeah, I'll say five years now. 
owning. Um, obviously, many people know that Living Cornwall started off as the Hangar, um, and we, we were received so well in the southwest with an indoor site because I think we were the first one, weren't we? Yeah, there was so, a dedicated indoor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it started off as the Hangar, and it was received really well. Um, and obviously, uh, over the years, it was pretty good. And then, obviously, we had. Um, I had a couple of people that I used to run it with as partners and um, we just went our separate ways. They just wanted to go off and play airsoft, which is cool. So, yeah, I sort of thought, well, now's the time to sort of rebrand it on my own. So I thought, well, Tier 1 sounded good. You helped me with the name, didn't you? Because uh, I don't know if any of you know out there, you probably do, but Tier 1 sounds for, like, the, you know, the top operator. And yeah. we wanted to be the top CQB site in the southwest, which is kind of why... We led towards the name, and also we're in Truro, which is TR1, so it's kind of a little flip on the name there as well. Play on words. But yeah, so five years has been sort of how long we've been going mm. at the moment. How would you describe uh, the layout and the style of it to anyone that's not been here? I think because I, I say it to people every week about um, the site, because obviously part of my job is to try and get new people into the site, because obviously we want new blood in, so we've got more people playing regularly. Um, but I think it's the best way to describe tier one the CQB site is, is Marmite so you have 50% of people that might come and love it and you've got you know the, the small percentage that might come and say it's not for me and you know it is a very fast paced site it's very close and personal but to this day I, I still play it with my with the guys on a regular basis and it doesn't make me bored you know I'll still get the adrenaline feel still get the bars going into the rooms and clearing them out and the grenades setting it off like even if the guys throw one down the site it still makes me jump a little bit so yeah i think it's solid yeah i think it's safe to say it's ever evolving as well isn't it because you're always making adaptations to the layout i mean you make them in games as well if you see something and you think it's over on one side or one side is you will change something yeah i think people especially with the economy at the minute and the way the world is working and I'm sure everyone on the camera and listening now can appreciate that I just think like site operators have to work a little bit harder now because like back in the day it used to just be especially for me um, oh my god what was that ghost the phantom of tier one the CQB knows I'm talking about so where was I again can't remember the ever evolving economic market making you work yeah so I think Site operators have to work. It was pretty good. Though. Yeah, thank you. I think site operators have to work a lot harder now to get like customers in. It's not like the old days where you could set up a site and people just turn up and play, and you could just leave it for a year, and you know that site just makes you money. I think now players want more for their money. I think they want, um, you know, they don't want to go to a site regularly and it just be the same thing, same game, same layout. So I think with tier one, the benefit of it was. Um, just having a site that you could just change so quickly. Like Kai just said, you know, some nights I might come in here an hour early and I just walk past the door and I'm like, I don't want that there. You know, take it out. And then the guys turn up and they just come out and they're like, have you done something different? And it's just, just that one tweet will like make some people's nights and they'll be like, wow, that's like really changed the dynamics, which is what I love about the place. You know, it doesn't take thousands of pounds to change it. It just takes like small, like, I think being a player just makes it better for me, you know? Yeah, and you do, what is it, it's every 
nine to twelve months, you do change the layout as well. So I think like over the years, it's it's been based on the seasonal. So tier one is a seasonal site. You know, it's a winter site. Not many people play it in the in the summer. Um, but uh, you know, luckily this year we've had a good reception. People have come in in regularly. It's been a shit summer. This it month. has been a shit summer. Yeah. Um, you know, but branching off of that, I've been speaking to some like other CQB sites up country, like Level Two, um, the department, and places like that. And we're all in a similar sort of boat in the summer period. And it just, like I just said, it just means you just got to work a bit harder and promote your sites more and put on like intro days and target nights. It's just just to get people in the door. So whereas before, I probably wouldn't have to do that. It's probably be like people would be like CQB, let's go. You know, it's yeah. this tier one. And we know what's happening. But yeah, I think it's just one of those things that's you've got to work a little bit harder. And as a player, I think for me, if I'm getting bored, that means the players are getting bored. So as long as I keep on that front foot in front of the players that regularly attend and I change things up, I don't think they'll ever get bored of it. But I think if I ever sit back and just let the site just do its thing, you know, it's, it's a gamble, isn't it? You might People might just keep playing it and love it or people might get bored and go away and I don't want that. I was just going to say, I feel like that because um, you run a site that is built by players for players, that you're always going to have your eye on the ball for that type of thing. You're going to notice when things are dropping and question what, why is the attendance not so, you know, and you're always going to be adapting it because mm-hmm. you're a player. You're not just a site runner, you're a player at art as well. Yeah. So I think that helps drive you towards constantly wanting to perfect the craft as it were i think it's it's a hard situation to be in when you run a site because if you want to make like so you know this wasn't a full-time dream as of last year this is like a part-time you know working in the day and coming here in the evenings you know 12 hour days you know so we wouldn't see like my family or my friends until you know the following day especially in the winter it's like Tuesday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, you've got private nights on on a Wednesday and stuff like that. So it is quite, you know, tiresome. Um, but when I made the gamble, and I, this is like the full my full-time job now, so I do airsoft as a, as a living. So I think you have to be like that for people because you want to keep it fresh. You want people to keep coming back in the door. You want people to go away and say how good it was and talk to other players because at the end of the day, the business is built on word of mouth. And I think, like, you know, some sites might do it differently. They might, you know, might have, you know, the financial backing just to do it and then just let it run. Yeah. But I still think even then I wouldn't do it. I think I'd st- even if I had a million pounds to spend on a site, you know me, I'd still be there, up there every day going, what can I do now? And yeah. what, Because I just feel like, as a player, you want to, you just want some new stuff. So I think that's why tier, tier one is it's a great place because it's always can be changed it's not like it's built and that's it we can't do any more to it we can put some barrels here and there but here it's, it's just so much different excuse me i'm gonna have to burp pardon me <laughs> edit that out <laughs> edit <laughs> well what i was going to say is obviously you're saying you're constantly evolving it from your perspective but the other the other point is that players do come up to you and say i think you need to change that bit and you, yeah. you take that on board and you, and you listen you could just turn around and say no fuck off this is my site but you do take on what I've noticed since I've been here, like everyone's opinion, and not just here uh, at Badlands as well. I think where site operators go wrong um, is that exactly what you just said. Yeah. I think 
they get on this like high horse pedestal, I'm a site owner, my way or the highway, I don't give a fuck what you say, but at the end of the day, and I say this week in, week out to people, because I talk to you know hundreds of people a month over two sites, the players that come in the door are the customers, and at the end of the day, they're, they're paying the money, they're keeping the sites alive, they have to be treated as a customer, so when someone gives me constructive feedback or negative feedback, it's important to try and like do something about it as quickly as possible because they actually do appreciate it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So if someone comes up to me and says, for instance, um, we had a spawn one at that end of the site, and you know, we had a doorway just outside it, and you know, some people are like, yeah, it's sick up here, and then other people are like, we just can't get out of the spawn, so it's just like one evening come in, just put a board up. Yeah. You know. Straight away, people are like, oh, man, it's so much better and stuff like that. But I think it's important to listen to, to the players because at the end of the day, they're, they're your income. They're the ones that um, keep the sites alive and keep them going. So I think it, it's really it important. It boosts their morale and yeah. it makes them come back. Nice yeah. for the players as well because they can then feel like they're actually being heard. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just a cash cow or something like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You are a, you are a noticed person mm. who comes to this and supports the venue and your opinion is valid. I think it's just yeah, perfect. passion. Passion for the That's passion for passion Airsoft. For you know, you're, I love Airsoft, don't get me wrong, and it's, sometimes it has its highs and has its lows, but I love the sites and worked very hard to invest in all this and a lot of my own money and time and well, as you know we built the place as well. Um, it doesn't come easy, but it's just yeah, it's important to listen to the people that want stuff and this is why I try and put on these cool events and keep the site fresh so when it comes to winter we're the only dedicated CTV in the whole of the southwest we have to keep it at a high standard yeah. you know because we don't want people getting ideas of like you know that may sound selfish to people listening but I don't want people getting ideas of getting another indoor you know we want to stay on top yeah. and that's where we are you know that's why we're called here when we want to be on top of the pedestal yeah. you know so yeah that's pretty much sums up what I think about that yeah cheers guys <laughs> yeah where did you get up to? So um, we're very so professional. Very professional organised. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming so for an interview. <laughs> there, That's what I thought. When did you decide to branch out to build your own outdoor site, which is called T1 Badlands? Oh, very recently, actually. So um, I think the guys will know that I've been looking for an outdoor space for... Ever. Whole <laughs> <laughs> um, time I've known you. Yeah. I want a site. <laughs> I think I was always the dream as, like, Get the indoor done, have it running and operating. It's established in the southwest. People know about it now. Obviously, people are still learning to know about it. Um, and then I think with the outdoor, it was more <clears> the <throat> fact that it's just offering another avenue of airsoft. So we've got the CQB, we've got the fast-paced music smoke machines up close, no bank kills. You're getting shot. Blah, music blah. blaring. Yeah, and like fast pace, you know. Multi bangs. Multi bangs right. and grenades and uh, room clearing, room clearing yeah. grenades and stuff like that. <laughs> Tinnitus. All the, the sweet, sweet, the sweet stuff we love. <laughs> yeah. All under one roof. The smell of sawdust burning. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. So, but I think the for me it was just to have like yeah, the blood, the best of uh, the best of both. You know. So basically. Uh, last year, um, one of my friends approached me and said that he has this space of land and um, we went out to look at it. 
you know, and I was a bit hesitant at first because it was a lot of work, you know. Um, it's not like going onto a site where it's like got you take over an airsoft site because what you see a lot is that people will buy an airsoft site off someone that's not doing very well and they have like the rough layout set up and it's like they've got buildings and tires or whatever. Whereas Badlands was literally a field and we had to go into it like to design it and make it all and try and make it work. And I think when I he went up to me and said you can have it and I was like cool. The main thing for me was that we had total freedom on the site. So what that means is that we could build anything we want without any like, you know, lack, what's the word? Lashback? No? Just, just well, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I without without yeah. anything yeah. falling back and go, actually you can't do that. Yeah. Everything's already in place. Yeah, no one being able to turn up and be like, oh, you can't have that. Yeah. So I think you have free reign of the, of the site itself. I think that's why when you know, the paperwork came out and it was like, can we do this, can we do that? And he was like, you know, you can do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. I think that's why I just like signed it. And I think, <laughs> didn't read all yes. the small print. I was just like, yes, <laughs> that's what it said, yes. Um, but I think another aspect of the outdoor, why I picked Badlands, because I've probably, you probably listened to me say it a lot, people that are listening, but it's a six, six acre site. So it's not like the biggest site, you know, compared to a, uh, other like big sites like you've got like Thunder Park at Luxillian, it's like a nice big site. Um, you've got uh, like Mad Numbers up in Discard, which is another good site, a big one. Um, but ours is just like a nice sort of like in the, in between, you know. So you're not walking back to the spawn. It takes you like long periods of time. It kind of like transitions our CQB feel, which is what Tier One is, to the outdoor. I think you even mentioned that in your one of your early promo videos. Yeah, yeah. Urban CQB. Yeah, so it's just like getting that fast pace, but outside without it being CQB, if that makes sense to anyone. So there's like an active site where you can go and play, you can run a sniper, you can run a support gun, you can run an assault rifle, a pistol, and still get long-range kills and everything. So it's just like, for me, it was like the perfect place to start. Really? Yeah. That was where the journey and Like you say, not too large, not too small, and there's something something that you can bring for everyone. We know not everyone is mad for CQB, but people do love outdoors. Mm. So you've kind of brought that... You were going to touch my leg then, No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, no <laughs> to the <laughs> forefront. From yeah. The, the, the one thing I would say is uh, my takeaway from the site, and, and this this has come largely from, from my lads, actually, my, my sons, when they turn up and play. It's a feeling like it's actually staged on like a Call of Duty map because it's just the right size for just the right amount of people. You're always potentially in engagements. It's yeah. not like a much larger site where you can go 10, 15 minutes without seeing, seeing a single person. Yeah, You know, the, the, it does feel, it's like a Call of Duty map come to life. I is, think it's the way my lads described it. Yeah, so, I nice. think you hit the nail on the head there with the like, it doesn't matter about if you've got you know, sometimes we have low attendance days, and I think that's part of the game, but the sites, you know, even if you had 20 people that turn up, you know, the guys come up to me after the game day, and like, oh man, it was so good today. You know, we played like three weeks ago, and you had like 70 people here. It was good, but like this, low numbers versus high numbers, I think always prevails, because it gives you like more time as a player to like get into the game, check out the site that you're playing at, and like tier one, uh, Badlands is is sort of like a single map where you you will learn the routes. But unfortunately for everyone who plays there, I'm taking what I do here over there. So you might come in one week and it'd be 
oh, I'm used to that. And then the following week, we built like eight huts. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's completely changed up the yeah. dynamic. But something I wanted to touch on with you as well, is just to say, um, for, so if you're explaining now for anyone like here who hasn't been to Badlands yet, um, tell us about some of the features of Badlands, like some of the layout. Oh, so, uh, that's hard to sort of describe, really. It's, it's like a good mixture of urban, long-range engagement. So you were just saying you've got you the seven huts. So there's oh, a, yeah, a so miniature yeah. village. Yeah, so we've got like a little Vietnam village we recently did, uh, which is, again, like we had to put it where it was touched base on what we said a minute ago about player feedback you know we're, we're in our first like 13 months of operation there so feedback is the most important thing for the site to grow so like we had people coming up to us at the end of the game saying oh, it's a little bit like lack of cover over there can't push that side and people are just filtering to the right so we took that on board and we you know over the winter period when it was a bit quiet we sort of all got together and planned where we were going to build stuff and we started off with the village which went in um, which was received really well. We've got like a scrapyard area with cars that people can get in and like vans as well. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to get like a massive ambulance coach there as well, which is a great feature of the site, which a lot of people love playing in because um, we do game modes in there and stuff like that. Um, we've got like a full trench system as well, which is like got like little pillboxes in and, and lots of like tyres and ammo crates and stuff that leads right down like you know, a good quarter of the site, really. You can, yeah. like, get in one end and, like, come up and flush everyone out. Um, there's a lot of natural cover as well, which is one of the things which has helped us grow because, you know, ultimately we couldn't afford to, like, pump in, like, 50k into the site at the start when we opened because, you know, I didn't have that sort of investment. So the site, when it grew into summer, it blossomed, didn't it? And it was yeah. just, like... You Especially know, on the trenches. Yeah, a lot of people like the natural stuff. You know, we get a lot of snipers in ghillie suits that, like having that natural feel because it could have been just bulldozed and we could have just built all chucked all sorts of rubbish in there and it yeah. just been a normal you know we wanted to have, have like the huts with the overgrowth coming round it and we wanted the trenches to grow up and we wanted to cut the trails in around the natural cover and have paths where people could sneak round but yeah we've got like tracks and IBCs and cars and we've got a towers village and just all sorts of caravans for a little pikey area. Yeah, sneak, like sneaky trails here and there. Yeah, just there's cover everywhere now. It's, you know, it's taken 12, 13 months to get there, but we're, you know, we're only going to keep improving. And we've got a nice sized car park, a good size safe zone. You know, when we've had game days of like 70 plus people, it doesn't like feel too cramped. It's, it's, it's perfect no. size. And we've recently just added in, um, you know, another shelter outside as well. So we've got like a full, pretty much full, uh, outdoor shower safe so now ready for winter but this is what I'm saying this is why I think like we're in summer now and I'm thinking about summer games but I'm already thinking about winter you know what can we do to improve for players in the winter months no one wants to go outside with a like thousand pound gun and get it soaked so <laughs> it's just you know we, we need players to come in during the winter because we want to keep Badlands going and you know doing little things like that and making sure they've got like somewhere to stand and all their kits dry and benches provided is, is important to me, you know? So, yeah, I'll say So across the board of the two sites then, you're pretty much offering the airsoft community itself something all year round. There's times where you just go, oh, I really do with it, but it's pissing down the rain. Mm. Ah, CQV. Yeah, I think that's, that's how the business works, is that 
one kind of supports the other. So yeah. we've got it's a good month. dynamic between it's, the two. It's, it's, it's nice because you know we get the, the summer months, which in here is just like the guys know every year I'll say the same thing. I don't think it's going to last, you know. Yeah. Um, same spiel, and they'll get pissed off with it. But you can up here in the summer if you want to lose weight. Yeah. What? I think it's sweating out. I think that's just because I care. Like, do you know what I mean? I want the site to stay, you know. And like this year, we just said, you know, the previous years I've been like, you know, I don't want to post that on Facebook because it doesn't look very good and stuff like that. Um, but this year, I just said, didn't I? I was like, always community use the place or you lose the place you know and I think when I started branching not branching out but putting live to the public and said well, you know we're in a little bit of trouble um, people responded to it and they and, which is quite you know flattering really because like people care about the site and I feel like people you know have bonded with me over the last like four years I've known a lot of players and watched them grow up from kids to adults and adults into more mature men and stuff like that and you know I think it, oh sorry yeah, I, was, I was just going to say I guess because you know you know your customers and they've been through you a lot they don't obviously know the, the background of of how it's being run so you, you can feel honest and open when you do put these is, is that sort of how you feel because obviously I mean, it wasn't really a question that was it it was just more of a statement yeah I just asked. if you're asking me about background and how I feel about it, or it was just more like the customers don't know sort of like the ups and downs, do they? I think the customers... So when you're putting a thing out like that, it was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because you've known... Uh, that was basically shit. I think it's a <laughs> shit word in. I just... Get back to the Middle East, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Back to your you're ruining this podcast. Ruined the flow. What I, think I would a... say about the CP, sorry. What yeah. I would say is that um, it's, it's nice because even if you've had some time away from it, uh, like say there's been a bit of a period where it's been like well if you don't you know if you're not going to be able to use it you'll get it's going to be lost and then you get people come back and you refire that spark for CQB mm. and I, I've never I don't think I've ever seen anyone leave here without a smile on their face no. do you know what I mean it's it's one of those things you can take that time away but when you come back it's, it's like oh yeah mm. and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh yeah CQB and and it just fires everyone back up again I think that's what happens I like you said I don't think people have ever left here like you know I've never had you know I've been honest as well not lying to them, just because you're on camera and I'm, I'm for listeners but I've never actually had someone come up to me leave one of my sites and say I'll never be back here again mm. you know I've had people leave saying it's not for them um, but like you just said that person may come with a group of friends in like six months time and then they come in and have you know we've changed a few things and made it less hectic and whatever but they come in with their group of mates and they go oh I've changed my opinion now I, I, what you've done in here now is, is a lot different for me and like when you know for example we had uh, a lad came in on Tuesday just gone um, and he hasn't played the CQB since it was the hangar you know and it wasn't for him back then, but he came in on Tuesday and he left and he was like, what a difference the site has been. And that's like two years later, you know, so it does work. Like you, you are right. People come in and they might not like it. And, you know, the best thing for me to do is just be, you know, take it on board, you know. Yeah. There's no point being sour grapes about it because at the end of the day, it's not going to be for everyone. People have always got their own agenda or how they like to play. And, you know, I always say to anyone, it's worth a try. You know, give it a go, and if you don't like it, yeah. sorry, man. You know, sorry, I can you know, it, it didn't live up to the hype. But you know, most people leave here having a good night, and you know, we've got a good 
good feedback, strong reviews on Facebook and Google and stuff like that, and 100 plus reviews on the site, five star, which just thinks good achievement. Yeah. Realistically, nice. not a long, long period of time, you know? I broke my ass off virginity here. Did. And I've never left. So I think that shows, and I see a lot of, lot of people start here as well. You and get baptised in fire if you start. Yeah, and, it, and it, 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 I always see them like leave happy and, and they come back and they love it. And you see them like after their free games because they're eager to come back and then they got their, their new riffs and they're eager to try it out in here. That's so, yeah, for, for me, it's it's definitely worth a go. Just touching base on what you just said there, I think that's like what I love about the CQB as well is when people go out and buy weapons for your site. Yeah. You know, that yeah. makes me like. Dude, they've gone out, gone to a shop, and they've bought like a an ARP five five six just for yeah. my site. And yeah, they've got me... their normal riff, but they've gone. I need something for the CQB. Yeah, and come back next week with something after size, yeah. twice the power. <laughs> and that <laughs> makes me feel good because if someone's willing to come in and spend the money with you to play a, a play a game, whether it's on a rent or whatever. Um, and then they go away and spend three hundred pound on kit just to play at your site when they've got, like you said, they've got like DMRs and support guns. That makes me feel good because that means they've enjoyed it enough to to, to invest in in playing here. And, we, and we've got hundreds, you know, not just speaking off, you know, gibberish, but we've got hundreds of players that play here, and you know, a lot of them have gone out and invested in you know new kit, grenades. Different loadouts, battle bouts, and yeah. different, you know, go from the outdoors. And we've seen them. We've seen people come in with helmets, full rigs, shoulder pads, a lot. And then you see them three weeks' time, they're wearing a battle bout shorts and a little top, like yeah, little tank top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And running a pistol with a tracer on. Yes. Yeah. It's nice for them because they can go go play at another site locally and get that outdoor thrill if it's not with us, someone else. But they come here and it's a completely different experience to outdoors. They get to use pistols, they're effective in here. They get to use like impact grenades that are effective in here, not thrown in a bush and lost. Um, the, the, the paper pyro that we get in from uh, all pirate supplies up by now. Um, <laughs> cheeky little advert there. Um, but like even the paper pyro in here, it sounds completely different inside, doesn't it? To outdoors, you know. <laughs> It, you, it will shit you up being in here it as a first time. On the walls. Yeah. Like you'll be like room next door and you'll just hear everything rattle and you're like, oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> the fear kicks in. I think and that's, the tinnitus. I think that's where like I'm at with that is that it's just nice where people get the kit and they come in and play and it's just different types of people just enjoying it really, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Which then brings me on to your next question. Your thoughts on how you like his sites to be run on his sites. <laughs> Your sites. Yes. Yes. Are you okay? No, no. <laughs> right, no, no, I've had three days camping, I'm a bit run down. <laughs> what are your thoughts on how you like your sites to be run? Which will lead us in perfectly to Bibba, he gets to blow our trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I said it earlier. I think a lot of site operators forget that people coming in the door spending 20 to 30 pounds on a full day of airsoft their customers and being like you know previous background of, of building and dealing with customers one-to-one -one all the time and, and how important it is to have good feedback and how it is to um, do a good job so you get return customer i think that just sort of transitioned over into the airsoft side because you guys know 
I try and give as much time to the punters as I can in between running games. So yeah. like I'm over there talking to so and so or talking to him and chatting to so and so make your boy that I haven't seen him for a year, you know. As much as sometimes I'm like, fuck me, man, I just wanna fucking go around the corner and smoke a bag and not talk to no cut. You know? Am I allowed to say cut You've said it twice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apple podcasts are the only ones that are holding out on giving us the green light at the minute. We've, okay. we've been accepted by every other traditional podcast streaming platform apart from Apple because oh. they wanted to check our severity of language. Yes, so I there was a hell of a lot. I refrain from saying that then, but sometimes <laughs> I don't. Really? <laughs> sometimes I've I don't. Got a wanna, on that. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to. You know, I'm an only human being. I don't want to stand there and talk to people after a game because it is quite stressful running, but. You guys know that I'll always make the effort with the players and stand there and talk and, you know, I may be like running on two, three hours sleep, but I'll be there, you know, if someone, I'll give them the time of day because they paid money to be on my side. I think it's really important to remember that when people are playing and paying. And, and in regards to actually running a site, you've always run, um, you've run a, you've run a tight ship like, yeah. where it comes down to safety aspects, gameplay aspects, um, arguments, physical or verbal abuse between anyone like that. You've got a very strict code that you take from here and to Badlands mm. of how you like your sites to be run. And a lot of the punters like to feel that they are being looked after mm. by, you know, you get... I'm trying. It's not so flippant with the rules. Do you know what I mean? You're, very, you're no. not harsh, but you're strict. So that gives people a nice borderline that they know they can play within. But you literate them once. That's all you say, and everyone adheres to them. Mm. You don't need to keep repeating yourself. You don't do it throughout the day or anything like that. There's no, there's never any issues with iPro or anything. So I think people have got a lot of respect and listen to you to how you run. Which is, which is nice, you know. Yeah. And I do like take it for granted when people give me that respect because it is really important to make a game day run really well. You've always said that from day one as well. The most important part of the whole day. It's that safety brief, because mm-hmm. that is the guideline of the day, mm-hmm. and you've always stuck to that. And this is a bit of insight to guys that are listening, you know, these, the common airsoft that turns up, they greet us at the gate, or they meet me in the, the hut, sign in, and talk, talk to me, but, you know, they don't see how I feel, you know, when we've got 77 guys waiting out there to, to, to listen to me speak, and, you know, sometimes it is nerve-wracking, you know, and I have to go around the corner and suck on a fan quite quickly and then get my sort of confidence up to go towards these guys because at the end of the day I'm I'm putting on a big show there with like 70 guys or whatever um, and it is quite nerve wracking but I think like you said it's important to be firm and fair um, but a lot of it's down to be, being a player believe it or not because I've played at many many sites and you know before I ran sites I played them and watched and learned and listened to a lot of marshals and saw some marshals that ran it well and saw some that didn't and it's just like finding that nice space in between where you can be that guy that's like holy shit if we cross this guy on his game day he's going to boot us off and he's not going to give us a refund but there's also this guy that if I'm having issues with my gun he'll run down to the safe zone grab me a mag make sure I'm sorted out or my battery's run out he'll lend me a battery and stuff like that so I care but I also want the players to uh to respect the site because at the end of the day it's my reputation on the line 
when someone comes to site and they're being a dickhead or you know they're constantly like putting mags in, in the safe zone or um taking them taking them <laughs> taking the uh eye pro off like you know it's it's little things like for instance a bad or like we'll, we'll stick to stick to here because we're here but we've got the we've got this safe zone we've got the entrance it's just little things like you know someone might go through the door and like put their eye pro in on after they've gone through the door that doesn't fly with me you know it's before you go into the game zone make sure your eye pro is on it's take you two seconds to put your eye pro on make sure your magazine's not in the gun you're ready to rumble you listen to my brief and then you're going in with your eye pro on safety burst you know i think it's really important because at the end of the day yes there's going to be guys that are there most of the time over 18 but it's also like you've got kids couple that are a yeah. couple of lads that are under the 18 and Paul for example and many other parents are uh, mine, mine all came up through from under 18 as well yeah you guys plus parents all around you know Cornwall uh, trusting me to look after their kids for the day you know and they need to be looked after the guys that wear all the knots and all this sort of stuff need to be looked after and the guys that just turning up and the mates to have a shoot needs to be looked after. But there's three sets of customers there that you've got to try and gel together and try to make them all play the game the same. It's very difficult, but like you say, it's, it's firm but fair. You know, we don't take any take any uh, chances on eye pro. You get caught with it, off, you're out. Yeah. You get caught cheating regularly, which means, I'm, you know, I say regularly, like more than once, like twice, you're out. Um yeah, and verbal abuse and swearing at other players, it, you're gone. You know, we don't need you on our site. You know, a lot of people and customers go, oh, well, me and my mates are never going to play here again then. Absolutely fine, mate. I don't want you and your mates playing here if, you can, if you're not going to just follow my jam. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's where, that's where I'm at with it. And I think people, like you say, they respect that. And, you know, we did the anniversary game, what, a couple of months ago. We had our biggest turnout at the site. Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, and... Uh, we gave a firm but fair brief, and what do we have? We have the only issues we had all day were the Red Bull guns that <laughs> were running out of battery because people were firing rounds off. You know, we didn't have any hit taking problems. We didn't have any people taking their eye pro off, and yeah, it's just keeping it, it's keeping it sound, fair, and just being nice. And you know, if someone, you know, we all have done it. We've all ran down and played a game, and our eye pro has fallen off. But the guys, you guys, the other marshals, they deal with it quickly. We have rules and procedures in place to deal with that sort of stuff. If Joe Blobs <laughs> is stood there with his mask up going like that, you know, it's good. See you later. Yeah. Oh, but oh, I was just cleaning my mask. Well, if you listened in the briefs, sir, you would know that I just said if you need anything to sort out with your mask and you need to sort out with that stuff, there is a, a specific area, a safe area that you can do that. Yeah. Not in the middle of a firefight when people are swinging around together, you know? So I think, yeah, just being firm and fair and, and nice. You know? Before we touch, I just need a quick wee. Oh, we'll, we'll carry on. I'll tell you what, do you know how difficult it was in that segment not to make a joke about being firm with 70 guys? Is this <laughs> being chopped out? <laughs> no, no. We'll, this, can, this can go in the Patreon or yeah. something like this. This is a uh, soft out of ours. Yeah, nice. um, yeah just because he's gone, doesn't he? We stop everything. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. no, it's just like yeah. the checkers oil leaks. <laughs> I think it is really important to be like that and people that, you know, for example, We've been doing like kids days and stuff and, and trying to get youths into the hobby, which is quite difficult because it's quite, you know, the name's misleading. It's airsoft, but it's not airsoft. It's 
you know, it's air fucking now. Let's stick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's guns shooting plastic pellets at three hundred fifty feet per second as fourteen year old child. It is an interesting one because obviously, you know, um, I don't want airsoft to be uh, tagged as a male only sport. Um, we we keep using the term boys and men and all the rest of it. Yeah, women play too. How do you That's find the women? Uh, are coming to come into this place, coming to to Badlands. Um, you are right, and I. You know, we, how, how do we encourage more women into the sport? Well, you don't be afraid of it, for a start. Yeah. I remember when my missus started, and she was absolutely terrified to, to even play. And the first place she ever played was in here. And then she left and went, I'm into that. <laughs> and straight home she went to find a gun. Do you know what I mean? The first yeah. round was against me. <laughs> and she turned into a savage. And after all the years that we have been doing this, I've noticed these women that are girls that do come play, that become savages once they get <laughs> yeah. behind the rifle. Do you know what? They put this mask on and all of a sudden, and once you've had a few hits, you know it don't hurt as much as well, and you get used to it. Oh away away <laughs> you go. Do you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's, that's my take on it. I think with like the side work, like if you're going down to sort of site level and where we're at with that, I mean, yeah, I've said men a lot in this last... 30 minutes or whatever. We apologise. So I love you, ladies. Um, and, and, and we are not assuming your gender in any way. Yeah, just put that out there as well. Um, but we have actually got <laughs> a lot. Of, we've got a lot of... Uh, I'm, We're going to have a rainbow flag above the place. <laughs> yeah. you were a I'm, rainbow club. <laughs> I'm all for diversity on sites. And, and we've got a lot of... like. I do see a lot more uh, women getting involved with the hobby. And um, a lot of couples are playing now, which is great. I've got like quite a few regular women that play here. Um, you know, I'm not saying they play every week, but they'll come in and have a game and they enjoy it. And it's nice to see, you know, it's nice to see guys, uh, girls in here. Sorry, I said guys again. It's nice to see girls in here playing because it is quite full on. Like Sai just said, like his missus came down and the first game was in here. And it's, you know, to do that is, is mega intimidating, you know, and from a man's point of view, you think, oh, that's not too bad. But from a woman's, she's coming up to a male, like dominated hobby and come into a full blown, CQB arena where every turn you can get shot, you know, and then seeing the girls play outside is great. Yeah, it's just nice to see. Back like when I was saying earlier, when I was um, started, when I was like seventeen, you've never ever ever saw any women playing airsoft at all. And even back when we first started, you know, we went to NAF and stuff. But you yeah. don't really you see a couple like with their boyfriends like chilling there camping or just along the day sat in the car. You don't actually see them out of the field, but now you're starting to see more yeah. girls. You know, I think a... as well, following on from that, I think as well, it's it's quite nice for for guys as well if your missus gets into it for two reasons. One, it can potentially give you something if you've not got a lot of time to do anything together. You know, you've always got the pew pew, or like date one, night. Yeah, <laughs> date night pew pew. Why yeah. not? Okay. Mr. Balls and Mrs. Smith style, where it turns into a ruck ass. Uh, but also. <laughs> They start to understand why you're always looking at gear and wanting new toys. Do you know what I mean? Once they get into it themselves and they're sitting there going, hmm, do I need another ARP9? Do you know what I mean? And then they're go- you can simply say, well, this is exactly why I'm always after more kit. That's what I found. So you found it is, it's an excuse. Yes. yes. That's the one. Yeah. That's a, bonding, a bonding It's excuse. a bonding experience of my bank account. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, where has £350 gone? <laughs> I, I bought to your assault systems. <laughs> 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 they do one in pink now. No, it's nice. Yeah, I think that's 
Cool. Pretty much. I'll, yeah, I think so, that's where I'm at with that. And yeah, ladies, I really encourage you to come down and play and definitely give it a give, shot. Give it a shot. Come up to the bar lounge, and we have got other girls that play, and you know everyone's really friendly. And like I said, we'll always support you as marshals. You There's no need to feel yeah. intimidated. You know. <coughs> uh, Bear with me, because it's a long one. Would you like me to... <laughs> how effective is it to have your team work in the site with you and how that affects your setup and gameplay, i.e. everyone knows the rules, the games, and runs it to your standards and... That's not the bit you're supposed to be. You just pointed at that. I pointed at that bit for you. He's doing it like a blue Peter, isn't he? <laughs> so I'm very tired. Hey, how effective he's, is he's it t- having... He's taking over the Matthew role. Yeah. Yes. Um... How effective is it having your team... As your marshal. So obviously, for everyone how, how that knows, good, we... How good are your this, team? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is teamwork right now. And, uh, you know... So unfortunately, I will have to pump up some tyres on this on this podcast, but... <laughs> we knew it was coming. Yeah, I'm they're, not they're, waiting for this one. They're all going to embrace it, so I'll let them have their moment of glory now. But I think that question is probably the most important part of running a site. Um, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, me, Daddy, pump me. Yeah. I think <laughs> we went into HPA. If any, uh, if any site operator turned around and said, "Oh, yeah, it's not really that important," I think they're talking absolute rubbish. You know, I think um, having a good, solid marshal team on your side regularly is, if I'm honest, I couldn't do it without the guys. You know, We've got good groups around me. Um, they all like respect what I want from the day and. I fill them in on what I want. They don't ever complain about it, apart from Matt, if he has to go do car park duty. <laughs> <laughs> he is piss poor at that. Well. Yeah, yeah. He's not even good at it. No. That's why he's got to keep doing it until he gets it right. I know. You look in the car park, they've got a car upside down. It's like, what's going it's on? It's a simple there? order, Matthew. Park them in a the line and they're all over the place, parking up trees and everything. It's like, walking around. Like... They're in the site. What's going on? <laughs> they're in the scrapyard saying, oh, I thought they were all of the car park. But no, um, it's, it is very important to to, to brief you, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> fishing accident. It's very important to brief your marshals before a game day and tell them what you're doing with the games. And you know, we all communicate with each other on the radios. And you know, it's important to keep the game flowing. So uh, let me just break it down. So do you want me to talk about how it works well, on site operation? And yeah. Then... Well, yeah. So like the fact that you can rely on the fact that your marshals know how you want games run yeah. and the way your site is dealt with. So right. if there's ever a time where you've got something to do yeah. or like that needs to take your attention for a minute, yeah. the show can continue because you have that stable yeah. background. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it like two sections. So we'll do like why it's important to have marshals like helping with the, you know, like the day to the day to day stuff. So you know, making sure the guys are on the same page in terms of like the safety aspects and and like magazines and like all of them are you know you can't even walk past one of them with a pistol magging because they'll pull you up on it. It's I just always catch a good magazine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just important stuff like that that makes the site safe and like you know we have guy guys at the entrance and guys that just like you know where we have um, you go past the gate and you can put your mags and make sure your eye pros on. We've got someone stood there. And the guys are just like filled in on. There is a zero tolerance to safety on our site, you know. So they do have the freedom to say, "That's it, you've gone." And you know, I'll full on back them up on that. You know, if they go out in the field and see someone taking their eyebrow off, they're you know politely asked to leave. You know, and 
that's the that's across the board for for, for the guys, you know. Um, but they also have that um, respect for my customer service, which means that if a player has been a you know complete douchebag to one of my guys and swearing and kicking off, the guys always keep a you know calm head, and then you know me being mother hen deals with it. And at the end of the day, and they don't ever like there's none of that. You know they're the customer for, foremost, and, and they treat them as that. So. I think with all the site stuff, like how it runs, the car park, the safety aspect, the guys are just on my level with that. And that, it's been like that since day one. So I don't really need to sort of elaborate on, you know, we don't ever have to, I don't have to, have to tell one of the guys what I want. They just do it. Like they just know, you know, so it is important to make sure you have communication with your marshals because, you know, I have been to other sites and the guys listening will probably agree with me that, you, you go into the site, the game's being run, you're in the game, and you see like five marshals stood in the corner having a, you know, a tug off. You know, they're just there, just like talking rubbish and whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute, what? But at the end of the day, <laughs> how are we meant to enforce like hit taking and safety aspects and how the game's going if we're stood, you know, the other end of the site from away from the action? Yeah, we're always know? out in the field. Yeah, so that brings me on to my second point about like how the marshals work with me in the game and it's they're just all like they know how I run the games and you know if one team's getting pasted the other team's struggling we all work together to try and move the game round so it sort of balances out you know we don't we're active marshals we don't stand around and you know talking we like to be in there with the guys and people got issues or complaints or they just want to get a photo taken or something the guys are there to support them I think that's really where I think we you know, strive to be. That's why we're up there. That's yeah. why we're better. You're very vocal as a marshal, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? You're very like. Yeah. When you see your team struggling. You're out rallying the troops. Yeah. yeah. You're always on the the uh, tannoy giving yeah. everyone some motivational Churchill speeches yeah. to get them back <laughs> in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I is good. Like, it's, it's 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 an interactive marshalship. It's presence. I think is important on the site because the players feel that they're looked after. I feel like people that might cheat or might not cheat feel they can't because we've got people that will be vocal and, you know, even if it's just like a little like, come on guys, come on blue team, let's push forward and stuff like that, you wouldn't believe how much that might rally a group of guys that have just lost their confidence because yeah. they've been pushed right back to somewhere, you know. But you spark two of them off and all of a sudden the charge begins. Yeah. It's, a bit, yeah, it's just, infectious and all yeah. of a sudden... you got to remember, I've seen... <laughs> I like to say thousands of airsoft games now, so I'd yeah. like to say that it really does work. So anyone listening that runs a site and you don't do that, I really encourage you to be out there with the guys. And you know, even if you stood behind them getting shot, it doesn't really matter because you're there with them at the time. And I think the players really respect that. And I think that's why we've got such a good team. And also, we always have the same team, which is really important. I think we don't ever change. I'm very, very picky about who marshals at my sites. And as the guys know, I find it very, very hard to let go of, like, I need to be there. So these guys could run games for me. I wouldn't, even, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't need to I be have. there, like, but I have to be there in myself because I want, I want everyone to have a good day, you know? I think, but like I said, these guys could run a game without me being there. They'd have that, if they know how I want the games run. But like I said, it's, I think it's really important to be a marshal, to be out in the field, be with the players, talk to the players, 
get some feedback, whether it's shit or good, it's important to grow, you know? And like I said, I think Marshall team, we've got like nine guys now on our team and we're not looking to add any more. We're not looking to get rid of any. Um, we're just looking to keep delivering good games and being out there and keeping everyone safe. And I think that's why we, you know, in the first year of, of Badlands, we were, you know, growing, 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 the numbers are increasing and people keep coming down and traveling down to play with us, which is great. And it's great for the Southwest. Yeah. So, so yeah, so but I think we'll leave it at that. I was yeah, just going to add as well, because yeah. obviously with the Marshalls, um, we're interactive. I mean, yeah. you use us as VIPs. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about talk about my guys. Like, there's never a time where I've, I've asked them to do something and they've gone, oh no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, we do some games at Badlands. We have like, we got the orange jumpsuits, like prisoner suits, where you know, I'm just like, this is not, this is why people don't see it. You know, they might think, oh, Josh has just got like a massive script of games. I don't have any script. I will tell you that. I have this up here. And it's all planned on the day and how I think it's about like it. It's the night before, isn't it? Or on the day. Yeah. You'll message us and what we're doing Because this. you can't plan for a game when you don't know the group that are there. Yeah. And I find it really important to plan if it takes you an extra bit of brain power in the morning and, you know, this is why the team death matches are really, really important because it gives me and the guys scope to see what the guys play like. Yeah, it's a nice gauging tool. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, people might go, oh yeah, they all start off with TDM or whatever, but it's a really important game for sites, especially my guys, because we can see who's playing well, we can see who's not, and then after those two rounds of TDM, by then we can go right. We need to adjust this and this, balance the teams up. Going into the objective games, it makes it a lot more competitive and yeah. more fairer. And I think that's really important. Why you know it's important to have guys that are active because we can you know have three one and three another and we'll have two like three marshals each team we can see who's playing and then after the game we get some feedback from the guys and you know Sai or Kai might say to me I think we need to swap those three people around because they're absolutely rinsing with you know they they have DMRs or whatever so you end up with one team that's not absolutely steamrolling everyone all day because no one wants yeah, to go to airsoft and pay and get just like pasted all day and I understand that you know unfortunately I can't I can't always guarantee that won't happen but we can certainly do things to try and improve it and I think that's what we're known for I think people like see us and they see us talking to all the guys and then we get swap the teams around and stuff like that so when they come to like the meat grinder stuff like you know attack the bus or capture the flag in the wood, wooden area it's a good game and people yeah. are playing it and like no one's going oh we're getting smashed they're like it's yeah. proper close you know we've seen games that have gone we do a, a TDM with like life systems and we've had a marshal one end when we're counting up to 100 lives a side and we're like we're on 98 I'm on 97 it's going up like that because the teams are so balanced yeah. so we know then that when we go into objective games that we're going to be cool it's when we, you know, we have seen it in the past, like especially in here, we might be do, doing a, a similar game, regen system, um, it's like 30 lives aside, game's over in five minutes, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Because one team's just got smashed, so you, you can't let that go on all night, because no. how is that team going to have fun? Yeah. You know, that's what's important, isn't it, at the end of the day, is people have fun in the site and, and then enjoy it, you know? But yeah, I think that's... No one's into being the turkey in the turkey shoot. No, no, not at all. No, it's no. frustrating. And I've I've had a lot of feedback from people over the year and and the, and the years, and a common thing, and the guys will tell you, 
we get feedback left on our page and you know it's not so much my name in there it's the marshals and I always share it with you guys don't yeah, I when yeah, we get yeah. when, when we get a good review and stuff like that because at the end of the day without them I couldn't do it and I always say thank you to you guys at the end of the game day and, and do you know what I mean it's important to keep your team happy and I think a happy team means yeah. games. To add, I think some of my funnest days is just marshalling. Um, going back to one of the VIP games, and uh, there's a guy that plays with us, um, Al, who's built like a brick shit house. Uh, and I just ran at Al, who then just picked me up one handed and threw me on the ground, um, which is probably my favourite memory of <laughs> He signed a consent form as well. Yeah. Uh, to which then he spent the rest of the uh, VIP game dragging me around like a proper <laughs> military operation. But that's what's really important, though, man. It's like the marshals will play, even though we're not, we haven't got guns in our hand, we haven't got pistols in our hand. The guys are going to play with you, whatever, like the VIP game. Yeah. You know, they're prepared to go that little bit further and not be, you know, get manhandled and not be like, oh, take it easy, mate, and all that, and no like, chip on the shoulder. They're prepared to put in that little bit of extra leeway to make it feel immersive and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, which is good because we don't we don't condone any type of physicality towards anyone customer-based on our site, no. which is why it's okay when us guys that are actually running the game involved with the game are quite happy to do that with people because, like you say, it's, that gives that immersion. Yeah, and it changes and the feeling where you've got to look after that VIP. And if you if you are not escorting him, he's going to bolt. Oh yeah, and, and you've been given something to do. If it was that situation you know I mean? again, I'd still run that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would still maybe I'll go right next time. But, but there's not left. <laughs> but to add to that, it wouldn't as a site runner, it wouldn't work if you asked the player to do it because no. you can't. The whole point of running a game day is to put on a show for people to come and play and, and use their guns and stuff like that. So asking a player to sit out of their game after they've paid money, even though they're like jumping at the bit to do it, how can I rely on that person to not get shitty with someone else for yeah. touching them or, or pushing them or grabbing them in an inappropriate way, maybe? Um, but the guys, the, <laughs> the guys know that if they turn around and did that and shouted at someone for pushing them, They'd be off, you know. They wouldn't be marshalling again. I think that's the point to be made I, there, you know. I, and, and again, it brings us back to respect. Obviously, you got respect of everyone because we've got that sort of that sense of that we can break into these characters as such when we're doing these mm. games, and then it just gives the players that little bit more respect to like this. This person is willing to get shot on our behalf, carrying nothing, potentially get hurt. I'm still. I'm, I'm now going to listen to them as well, mm -hmm. and. I, Again, I just think it's and a great way it's, to engage. It's brilliant for uh, managing the game as well because someone might come up to one of the marshals and grab him in a jumpsuit and be like, shit, what do I do now? And then we've got a marshal there to go, right, dude. Yeah, it's the, you know, you know the, the side you know? map. Like, if yeah. it was me, <laughs> and I this, would do this. Yeah. All this in the meantime. Dude, you got shot there. This <laughs> <laughs> while in the meantime, the other team are trying to shoot the player that's run up to you. You are directly in the firing line of yeah. the other team, getting peppered. That should be another question. How many times have you been shot? I've lost count. Yeah, lost count. that's why that question's not on there because yeah. in here, if you're the guys know that they're going to get shot, and like other places, like, oh, I don't like marshalling because I get shot. But in here, it's part of the job, unfortunately. And the same with Bioman's. We put ourselves in in the middle of it because we want to be there. You know, we don't. Do, you know, why do you, why do you get why do you come in the room and just get shot and don't say anything? It's like that's my job. 
Mm. My job is to come in here, make sure you're all right. If I get shot, so be it. It's not going to annoy me in the slightest. And I've been shot thousands of times in here. People are like, sorry, mate, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes it does annoy me when you when you alliterate. Marshall, yeah. yeah, Marshall coming out of a room back. Oh, yeah, especially Marshall. it's in the dome or like yeah. people. You know, we've had instances where people use marshals as like the walking yeah, cover, yeah, yeah. The rolling, <laughs> rolling barricades. Yeah, but yeah. there's like we, we spin it round and have fun, and you just say like, if you use this as rolling barricade, I'll just drop them out five at your feet, and you're gone. Yeah. You know, so they, the guys sort of like appreciate that, and they know me and the guys that we're quite happy to like lay pyro in the rooms when people are just camping and stuff like that. So again, it's it's moving the game on. You know, people can sit in the room we're in now and, and just hold an objective, but we don't allow them to do that. Yeah. You know, we want the other teams to push and get in here. And so we like, right, Mark 5 in, you're gone. And then, oh, we'll send in a juggernaut. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and that, that, that was probably one of my best games. That was, was a really good night. I, I said to Sai, yeah, I, you know, there has been ups and downs in tier one, and, and there has been like years where I've been like, man, this site's so good. And then there's been years where I'm just like, oh, what can I do or people not coming in or whatever but that game we did on Friday with the juggernaut it just made me feel like the old days where we had like loads of people in so it was fun earlier it re-sparks that yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it was it really just be that one thing yeah, yeah. and the guys that went away they were just like they were back in the next week yeah. and they're like asking when's the juggernaut game and like guys we can't ask him to be here every week dressed up like that yes we can <laughs> yes. he has enough footage of every time he came in a room I just squeaked <laughs> and froze that he doesn't need to come back for a while because he's got a good no, repertoire so... to keep posting out yeah, yeah. so terrifying yeah <laughs> so funny oh so, god yeah, so I'd say that to, just to finish off there on the Marshall sort of side of it I think yeah it, it's really important to have a, a good team with you it's vital yeah. to the site running um, I've said it many times I can't do it without the guys you know sometimes I'll have you know, we might be down like you know four of them and we might have just four in on a day where we've got like 20 guys but it's always the same standard people always respect the guys and we've always been We've had good feedback and people like the marshals and they all spend time talking to people. We've never struggled with numbers. No. Even if we've had a few of marshals, <coughs> we've never struggled with numbers. Yeah. For a bigger game either. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about something. But... <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, man. Let it go, Dick. Let it go. Let it go, Dick. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next yeah, question? Yeah, let's all go right. for it. So, we've talked about your love of the sport. We've talked about your sights. Tell us a little bit about the downside to running a site. Show us some of the nitty gritty, the stuff that people don't see. That you know, if I'm how does how does running two sites impact your life? Oh, it's so stressful. You know, it's it's a massive responsibility. It's lots of outgoings, lots of like rents to be paid and incomes to make sure that's in. You know, so if we break it down, so it's like we'll, we'll start with like financial side. So financially, it's 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 not a burden, but it's quite hard work to maintain um, the site costs, keeping like the money coming in to make sure you've got <coughs> excuse me, like drinks and grenades and ammo, gas, HVA refills and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, with the cost of living at the minute, everything's gone up. You know, including my wholesale prices. So it is it is quite challenging financially wise. So I don't ever see that as the 
there's a downside that I think that's just part of business and you have to live with so it. Just kind of take that on the chin. Yeah, you, have to, you right. have to take that on the chin and some months you might be all right and you might, some months you might break even and other months you might make a profit, but that is business. But certainly the financial side of it, you know, has definitely impacted how I feel about, you know, running a site. I is, say, is that from, say, like cost of materials, things like that? So yeah. Because you're always adapting and doing bits. It's but... a lot harder to, um, what's the word? So, you know, previous years, like in here, we could just make improvements, money wasn't an issue, and and cost of materials wasn't so rocket high, but now, I know, like, wood is like, doubled in price, and, and lots of materials, like, other than wood is, is a lot, lot higher, including ammo costs, and gas costs, and all the stuff that we know has gone up, and that has an effect on development of site, and I think that's where I struggle to have a breather because I want to keep going. I want to keep delivering. I want to be the best. And that's not like bad. I know, but you know, setting that standard that I want to be the best site around is a good thing. You know, that's not being big headed. That's just me setting my standards. I want to be the, the main place. I want tier one to be a name that people know. Um, but yes, the financial certainly has an impact on me personally. And, um, you know, sometimes it has an impact on the site. And recently, you know, we've had the indoor struggling and we haven't been able to stock ammo and stuff like that. And we've had to get rid of like the drinks fridge and, you know, go down to a smaller fridge and, you know, cut really cut back on, on costs to, to keep, you know, the games going, you know. I wouldn't say the gameplay is like, it's struggling because of financial stuff, but, you know, certainly like the, the necessities or, you know, the convenience stuff has yeah. had to go out the door which a lot of the players have respected and they, they don't care because at the end of the day, you can buy everything that you want online. It's cheap, cheaper. You know, we, our stuff's a little bit higher in price than it is to online, but that's just, that's convenience buy, you know, that's pretty yeah. much normal for any business, you know? Um, but yeah, it's not one of the things that I dislike. I just say it's, it's one of those, like you say, it's one of those things I take on the chin. Yeah. Um, so going on to the main stress is the players. It's the, it's the, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't see, um, like messages at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, or 6 o'clock in the morning, and stuff like that. that like bookings and cancellations. Bookings and cancellations, and, and just the general, the way people talk to you, you know? Um, you know, you get someone messaging like, when's the next game? It's like, not a hello, and how are you? Forgetting there's a human on the other end. Yeah. We're not, I'm not like a robot sat there, you know, and if you don't reply to them, it's like 15 messages with question marks being rude. And, you know, at the end of the day, I am a family man. I've got children. <clears throat> a lot of my time is dedicated to airsoft, but when it's not, I want to be at home sat on my ass like anyone else, you know, and spending time with my kids, not constantly waiting for so-and-so to message back, you know. Yeah. As much as you guys are important, and, and I do really try hard to respond to everyone. I can't do it like there and then all the time. So I think for me, that's the biggest downside of running airsoft sites is, is, is the customers, you know, some are absolutely amazing. And, you know, it only takes one customer to have a really good game and makes me feel so good about being a site operator. But it also only takes one to put me in a really bad mood that week about you know, how we operate. And it just makes me feel all the effort I put into like, constantly trying to make sure the site's sorted and looking good and you know we've got everything we need here to make sure games run well and you know people just don't have any respect I don't think anymore and 
I think that's a really big factor to me why I get like, is it worth doing? Is it worth doing these games for people if they don't can't talk to me with a bit of respect or like booking and not asking them to be my friend, but like, you know, certainly like seven o'clock at night and say, Hello, how are you? Sorry it's the evening, um, I'm just looking to inquire about a game on Tuesday next week. That is completely different to someone just going, When's the next game? Yeah, that's a little bit of decor about it. <coughs> yeah, like, conduct think, yourself. Is that because it's just a tier one Facebook page and they're just seeing it as a tier one business rather than seeing it's 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 Josh? Yeah, but I think I think it's hard because it's I suppose it's, it's they when, expect they expect yeah. it's a business they expect you to be like on it and I, I suppose when they're messaging in their mind they're not like being rude or anything like no, that it's just no. it's hard it's another to trouble as well you can never really tell you can't tell tone with text exactly yeah no, when no. you speak to someone you can understand the sound of their voice everything else but when you just get a black like I don't do any punctuation in any message I just yeah, blurt like it out yeah, it's and like you gotta, yeah you've got to take it as you leave <laughs> it I would say, I would say this though, <laughs> if we were looking to play at another site, and then you know a lot of us talk and we go, oh, we're going to go to another site, get away for the day, and it's you know nine times out of ten it's down to me to organise it, and I don't mind doing that because I am. Burns can't organise. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I'll message another site owner or email them or whatever, and it's always polite. Hello, how are you good? Hi guys, how's it going? Um, just looking to inquire about five of us coming up to your site on the twenty fifth or whatever. You know, thanks yeah. very much. Look forward to your response. I don't, I don't expect people to put all that up, but just having that, like, hello, thank you. I look forward yeah, to hearing you. Approach, you know what it? I mean? I think that for me really grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> Manners cause nothing, as they say. Yeah. They? So, yeah, financials I take it on the chin. People for me are like, like the really, really the main sort of stress of running a site, I guess. Um, and then it can go on to the downside can be the games. You know, we can have. The games could be like that so much, like up and down. As you know, we run a good show, and I think you know, nine times out of ten, we always have good game days. But sometimes the customers can make it really difficult for us to run a good day. And what I mean by that is um, just complaining about everything, or complaining that someone's like, for instance, someone might say, "Oh, he's got a hot gun because they got shot and it hurt them in an uncomfortable spot," or. Um, someone's poking their gun there which is not directly round the court you know yeah, just, surely that's something you could, you've got to kind of expect that you're you, going to get some of that from players yeah you know? but what I, what I think is the downside though is, is the constant moaning and bitching because at the end of the day we can only as I say in the brief don't I you know yeah. I say you know hit taken is important it's a game of honesty and, and put your hands up and fall back 30 call your dead man make yourself vocal so players know that you're out of the game and, you know, and there's like 20% of people listening to you and there's the 30% that don't. And then they're the ones that really strive to ruin the day for me because they're up at the top, you know, top of the site going, what do we do again? Why, why, why am I not falling back? Yeah. If you were listening, then you would know. But it's just like the constant like moaning about, you know, how the days run or they might. Yeah, it's to be expected with Airsoft, but it really does get you down because the guys and me put a lot of effort into uh, running a good days. We're not a massive corporate company. We're not like I'm not a millionaire. It's a lot of my own time and prep work and being up at the site at seven in the morning to, to get stuff ready and walk around site. You know, you guys don't see all that, especially the marshals. I'm there at like seven, quarter past seven. I'm walking around site thinking, oh, how can we do this? How can we do that? Before the guys even turn up, and then they come up and I'm ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. This is how the day is going to go, and it runs. You know. 
But yeah, the downsides can be for me is like when you put a lot of effort into games and then you just get people just constantly moaning and going off about stupid things. Going or, halfway through a day or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really unbalance the day. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, recently the main one is like, I shot you through the bush. It's like... That's a hardcore one. That's how a, do you yeah, know... For a caravan window. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah hey. <laughs> how do you know that, that you've been shot? You know, how do you know that you've hit that person? You're relying on them to call the hit, yes. But also, if a marshal stood five metres back and they're happy to say that he hasn't been shot, you have no, you have no way of complaining. You've also got to take into account foliage, the fact that it's a BB gun, effectively, and it might be in a ghillie suit or some sort of one, and may genuinely not have felt it. Yeah. You know, but there's no, there's no need to then be at that point shouting about it. Yeah, exactly. You that. just continue on. As you were, just play the game. Push a bit more forward. Yeah, you know keep, I mean? keep like, shooting them till they put their hand up. Don't yeah. shout. <laughs> that's why they say don't shout other players for that sort of stuff because that's what we're there for. That's yeah. why the guys are there yeah. for. You know, but that's it. Yeah, if you've got that kind of issue, you can call a marshal yeah. and have it and have it looked into. Yeah. Or, and then I think going probably onto the last part of this question would be like my personal how I feel personally or how it affects my personal life. Is that what you've asked? Asked. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> so I talk to these guys every day, but I won't say it to them. But it does have a massive impact on my personal life. Um, you know, time with my children and and uh, time with my other half, and also time with the guys. You know, because we, we don't get to spend a lot of time outside of airsoft and and playing and, and, and going or just going to like a cinema or something like that. It's very rare, isn't it, that we get to go out together. Yeah, we try and uh, yeah, you know, time. and you know, I don't you get missed to... my birthday. Then. Which one? In June, camping. Oh yeah, yeah missed yeah, it. Yeah. I'm getting started. <laughs> Let it go. Why was that again? Where did we go? Um... Oh, you went to the woods, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Remember yeah. What it was. yeah, yeah. Lucas was there. Oh, he was there. Lucas was there. Yeah. He wasn't very good. Never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't come. Yeah. yeah, he had a game on on the match birthday. <laughs> 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 no, I say like personally it does affect me because yeah, I don't get a lot of time with my friends and the biggest thing about having a hobby as your business is the fact that you don't get to enjoy your hobby. Mm. So like as much as I want to jump in and play a game with you like guys and like, oh come on, even the punters like, come on guys, come on Josh, get in there and play. I can't switch off because it's like these guys are paying me to play. It's like it's not fun. I, you need a presence in the site, as I just said about marshalling, you know, you need to be in that and you know, I come home, from, I get get in from work at like half ten at night, quarter to eleven, and I don't get to bed late because I can't switch off because it's been you know buzzing night, whatever. Um, He's answering emails. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's very hard to switch off when you're at home. You know, because I've got badlands and and here, and it's like messages, and even if it's just like things like your car numbers and and like getting advice on kit, what to run in the CQB, or do we have this in stock, or. Uh, when's your next game day? Can I book a private book in? You know, all those things are then outside of the actual practical side of it. It's all the stuff behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah. So, yeah, I say, like, it does have its effects. Um, but in, in to finish it off, I'd say, you know, I'd love it. You know, so I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to do it. What's the future hold? Oh, you're not going to do the weather one? I kind of covered that. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. Winter shit. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. It's all right. Kai you can ask me about the Kai wants no, to know. No, no, I'm all right. Kai wants to know. <laughs> no. Where do you see tier one in the next five years? Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> 
What does the future hold for tier one? Just saying, you pointed to that question and took it off me. Oh, where? <laughs> no, because you fudged it. I didn't fudge you it. You started reading out my little bit that you were not supposed that to one. read. That one. You went, do that one, and then you asked no, about No, he already started talking about costs. I thought you would have clocked that as a professional. I was waiting. I was waiting. You just said you have experience in media, man. Not asking questions. TikTok famous, isn't it? <laughs> sort of famous. So what's... what's, what's all dancing. Yeah, sorry. What do you want to know? Where do you see tier one or Badlands in five years? Hold on, sir. That's a, really that's well. a very good question. I'm, I'm not ed- editing the bickering out. Um, <laughs> Middle East guy is going to be on it. Like, he's ruined it again. He's ruined the flow. If Get I'm out. T- if I'm good being completely transparent. <sighs> going to be closed. Cheers, guys. See you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's 50%. Of, there's like, it's 50 50 for me for five years' time. 50% of me goes, right. We, you know, the, the main dream and plan would be to, to as many people know recently, is to move this site down into Badlands and have one site at one location. And so we've got the best of both. The only site in the southwest that will have indoor and outdoor, really, or dedicated indoor that's you know dry and OSP structures, blah blah blah. And then we've got a, that in play with an outdoor arena as well. So we've got you know always got ideas for that. And I think that's the big plan. A five-year plan is to develop Badlands into a really good site, not just for site plan, but you know, improve facilities that we're trying to do now. Um, you know, better improve the toilets and, and just like little things like that, and make it more an external feel for when a customer turns up. It looks professional. You know, I think that's important to me is, is how like parents turn up and it looks good. Um, you know, it's not like raggedy old things everywhere and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'd say in five years, I'd, I'd like to think we'd have, like, Badlands as the main, as the main site. So we'd have indoor and outdoor there, and tier one can just thrive from that. But there's also 50% of me that wants to down tools, I guess, which sounds a bit negative towards the viewers, but there's part of me that this role and job sucks a lot of my time, and I would like to just, like, maybe get a normal job and go back to that life and spend more time with my kids and family and go on holidays and stuff. Dedicate a bit more time than just maybe playing instead of... Yeah, yeah, going out and playing like... Get some trigger time. Yeah, because it's very hard, like the guys know, I can't play airsoft at my own site when I'm running a game. I just don't enjoy it. You know, it's really hard to enjoy. Unless we do private days, which is okay. But like on a normal day and I jump in for a game, it's like, you know me, I'm done. After a couple of games, I'm like, now I've got to go back to running because I can't switch off. You know, I can't focus on little things just like sounding the horn so people know the game's on. I've got to carry all my kit up and carry the horn around with me. And if there's an issue, I'm, a, I'm away from the horn. Yeah. I can't carry it on my back. It's, just, <laughs> it's annoying, you know? Yeah. But just things like that. Um, but like I said, like 50% of me would love to just go back to playing and, and being with my friends and, you know, just living a normal life, really, and, and, and walking away from it all together. But You'll miss it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. No, he won't let you. No, he ain't gonna hang up his ring. No, but yeah, (laughs) if if it's yeah, five years time, I'd like to say that Badlands would be the main site. We know this would be gone, and we'd have it all over there, and better facilities, a better site offering. I think we touched base on it a while back. Is is trying to develop Badlands into more of like an arena-based site, so it's not just like you go there and it's like the field and all the other things you expect we we can offer airsoft as a form of activity center instead yeah. of it being like an activity center like some sites run as that base for paintball and, 
and, and airsoft and archery and all that jazz, which is great because it's a good business structure. But I think for airsoft, you don't really see around the UK like a dedicated airsoft activity place where you've got like speedsoft and you've got urban and you've got this and you've got that. You know, we've got arenas of stuff that people could do. You know, imagine Badlands with an indoor arena on there, and like a dedicated. We got the space for it. We could have a dedicated CQB speedsoft with, you know, barricades dedicated to them, and like an outdoor arena, and you know, just making it into that would be my dream. And I think we will get there, but it's going to take time. And like I said earlier, financials, you know, slow down the development society, especially if you know we're coming into winter months in the next couple of months, and. Badlands will die off on attendance, but as long as people support the site and we're putting things in, in place to improve, you know, the winter months away, like I said earlier, we've got an, an extra like shower built down there, nearly a full covered safe zone. We've, we've got the toilets now put in place, um, you know, looking at putting a dry room in there so players can hang stuff up, um, you know, hot tea, free hot teas and coffees and just stuff like that to encourage people to go, oh, it's raining, but yeah, Badlands have got it. You know, they've got that. And then having a CQB there. So if it is really, like, lashing down, we can say, right, guys, yeah. if you don't want to stay because you don't like CQB, unfortunately, we're going to have to say, sorry, you know, we can yeah. refund you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Or you can, you know, just give it a go. You know, yeah. you're here now, you've paid your money, let's go in the CQB and we'll have a shoot out in there. At least you get a game day, you know? So I think that's where I'd like to see the site in five years, just whether I could, whether I... Uh, how is it achievable? It's achievable, 100%. 100%. Yeah, James. But, but, yeah. <laughs> I just think yeah. that my mental, can my mental state hold it on? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on for five that's years. What, that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the force is strong with you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I see it in five years, is, is to have two sites at one, reduces running costs for me, which is, again, financial relief. Um, and then it, it goes on to like, like I said earlier, we've got total free reign down there. You know, up here, we, we've got no limitations, have we? But we are limited by the space. Yeah. Whereas yeah. at Badlands, we, we could build a barn that's like 100 metres long and we'd still have a, lo- a lovely site to play on. Yeah. So it's just having that complete freedom. And then we're set up down there. We'll have a car park that's big enough to host everyone. And we'll have a proper toilet block there. You know, for example, up here, we only have a portal, unfortunately. But... Uh, a balance, we have a full fledged toilet block, you know, so just moving it over there would improve everything for me mentally and having everyone know where we are and stuff like that because it does get a bit confusing sometimes because you know, so, sometimes people email, they go, Oh, it's your Badlands in Truro, and it's like, No, it's not, it's in St. Agnes, and we've got vice versa. So sometimes it can be a bit confusing for the customers to find out where we are, but you know, we've got pretty easy locations, but like I said. To have them at one place would just, I think, would be the next step in the tier one journey, I'd say. Nice. Yes. Yes. Quite. Quite. (laughs) On that, all other questions. I think that pretty much wraps up. Thank you very much, Josh. Hopefully Thank you for your honesty, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to ask me that last question I told you about? That was it. What? You already said earlier. Oh, well, you, chucked it, you chucked the answer in before I asked the question. Oh, was that the... Uh... Did you love it? Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy it? Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah. I do and I don't. You do, yeah. <laughs> We've gathered that 50%. <laughs> 50%? 50%? You can't say you love it. 50%. Oh, oh, that's a transparent half. answer, though. You know, because people just think they turn up and, I, and I'm here and I'm always, like, chirpy and... I could I could be running on two hours sleep. He's not always chirping. No, 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 no. Definitely not always no. chirping. Oh, we found out the other day. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes I can have like, like a, off. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can be like that, but when it comes to the site running and, and yeah. the customers turn up, that I get the game face comes on. Yeah. And it's like they're there. It's not their fault that I'm having a stressful day or whatever. Um, but yeah, it does. It does. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do the sites and run it and all the other stuff. And you've got to remember, guys, that I'm I'm on my own. You know, you guys have me on the Marshall side of it. That's great, and I love that. But like all the financials and ordering and and, and, and messages and admin yeah. is all done by me off a phone and a computer. You know, and that's got to be done in my time. You know, so but yeah, love it. Let's get a nice big badge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. Lovely. Right. On that note, should we move on to the next topic, Scott? Yes. So, don't fuck it up. Anyway, there's East Mid. Oh, damn it, fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, our second topic is um, quality over quantity. And what that means is is it better to have many, many different styles of riffs, or is it better to have few but better quality? Now, let's get everyone's thoughts. Well, I think we should start with the man with the biggest armory. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Uh, for me, I, th- I, th- I think that question almost needs to be a little bit worded a little bit different. Um, so better is what you're saying. Yeah, can we word it better? Yeah. Um, for me, it's more down to a question of do you need a riff for every occasion? Yeah. I, we've talked about this morning about uh, you know um, uh, having a, a riff specifically for CQB, having one if you want to play Sniper. Do you want to be the support guy? Do you want to be uh, a DMR uh, support sniper at the back or something like this? Or is there more to be said for owning one riff and absolutely nailing how to operate that riff? Getting all the muscle memory in place and all the rest of it for magazines and reloads and that kind of thing. To me... That's the more important question. Not not quality of those riffs or anything like that, but what does it mean to you as a player? Is it more important to be absolutely nailed down with one or two well, particular that, guns, or is it more fun of, to have a gun for every day of the week? That's kind of the well, thing. You though, if, if you've got the time and you have a lot of riffs that you could spend your time drilling and being good with all those riffs, then by all means, if you couldn't afford to have that many things, but you absolutely shred with the one you have, that's a bonus too. Just, do you see what I'm saying? It's a bit like, I get what you're saying, to have one set up that you absolutely rock with is brilliant. That's, you should definitely do that. But if you have the option and the time, and you can be multi-platformed, and be good with this style of weapon or this style, that would translate as well. So be you know something you should do. Mm. I concur. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because obviously, yeah. if your one riff is a particular genre, then you're stuck. If mm. you if you have a sniper rifle, you can't come in here. Uh, yeah, you no. know, you have to have something else. You have to have maybe two or three. I think, or whatever. Mm. But if you're the guy who owns the M4, Mark eighteen, something. I don't know, ten inches in barrel length or below. You can you can go anywhere, <laughs> can't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would just like to say that I fully agree with what Paul's just said. I've had many guns, haven't I? I've had lots of weapons. 
and I feel like over the last year, just the way all the airsoft's going, I feel you don't need to have all that armory or that cupboard that's got lots of stuff in. But if you have, like Sai said, if you've got the option to do that and you love it that much, then crack on and do it. But for me now, I just feel like it's about having that one good setup that you really love and you enjoy doing and, and you get the most use out of it. Because at the end of the day, you're buying, you know, if you're a TM lover like we are or or you're just like into your G&Gs or whatever, um, you know, it's money sat in the cupboard, you know, and it's, 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 yeah. it's almost like you bought five guns over the last year that you're doing because you're in love with the hobby, which I totally get because I've been there, but you're then getting to the end of the year where you've had that buzz with these guns and you've, you've not really, because you bought one and then you bought one another two months later because you haven't quite connected with that gun that you bought. So by the end of the year, you've got £1,500 worth of guns sat in your cabinet and you're back to using your original one that you had in the first place. So I think it's important to, like you said, I think it's nice to have that one set that you're good with and it's, it's a lot more cost effective as well, I think. And that's why I've stripped, you know, I used to have lots of guns and now I literally have two and I run with, you know, a simple M4 and it just, I enjoy it and I think that's what's more important now. I think when you're like first getting into the hobby, you, you, you want to buy everything and everything and I've been there, trust me, I'm there at night scrolling through that's, gun pages that's exactly and stuff. what I done when I started and then it's just, got to know you lot and it's just, you steered me into TM and it's, I have, well, one on order and then I've got my Mark 18 and I just think having a couple I know they're a bit higher priced. I'd rather have a couple at a higher price than loads, to be honest, because as you said, they sit in the cupboard. I, I feel bad. Hard. I feel like when I had, whenever I lived in Hampstead and I had the, my room and I had a, had a dedicated cupboard and it had like Scar, Mark 46 and all these guns in there and you step back and you go, shit, I've got £3,500 worth of kit in this cupboard. And that one there, I've not used for 12 months. And you think, this isn't airsoft. It's not collecting. Some people collect and they like having all the display. I mean, you've had loads of guns over the years as well. Yeah, still, does. Still, still, still does. But <laughs> I go back to when you showed us that video and it was like over your hallway into your living room. That was like crazy. But there must have been part of you that was going, oh, do you know what I mean? I'd love to use that. Oh, I want to use that. Oh, no. You get to the point where you're like, what do I use? You and you forget about the, playing the game. You're like, what loadout should I have? And I think that's where I'm at with it. I like to have my nice loadout, simple, good gun, off you go. Yeah. Didn't you, when you, you did up a list, didn't you? I was about to bring that up, yeah. yeah. And you were, you were saying to us here that it's really, really hard when you've got that many because then you start to look at them and go, oh, yeah, that. Oh, we might keep that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The hardest part was, was like you were saying, you see them in the cupboard and... and like I think the important thing to note here is is that you love each and every one of them mm-hmm. in their own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, concubine. <laughs> but yeah, I can go back now and, and look at it and say there, there was a picture that came up on Instagram today of someone with a really tricked out Bren eight oh five. I was like, oh fuck! I used to love my Bren, but it was like the first one I sold when I had to sell something. <laughs> yeah. it, it was like you have this fond memory of like, oh, that was such a great gun. It wasn't. It was all right, um, but it was it, it was the fact that they each have their own little personality, their own little quirk. But you're absolutely right in what you said already. 
when you're edging on more than three or four, it, it becomes a task of like, well, I feel like I need to take that one out for a spin today. Yeah. Even if it doesn't suit the site, I feel like it's only had one game day this year or two. It becomes like a chore as such. Yeah. It takes the enjoyment out there. And then you don't enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. You just sat there going, or do you? Well, yeah. Do you enjoy it when you finally bring that one out that you know has been sat there for ages? It depends. And you go, oh, you, you cheeky little bastard. It depends. Because you just bring her out. But that one out is. of 200 falls <laughs> off. <laughs> it depends. Because honestly, you can, you can go to a site um, and you can be having a really great game. And then all of a sudden that shot comes up that you know a different gun would be able to make. And you go, if only I didn't have to bring you. I would have made that shot with something else, you know, but it's, um, remember, yeah, remember, I, 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 th- I think going back to, to, to your initial question, which was quality over quantity. It's I what think, you make quality. I think, I think that's it. Yeah. You yeah. need, you need, because I genuinely think I've still got a, a, a good number of guns in my collection. 150. And no. <laughs> um, I, I think you need something for different conditions. I think oh. a good GBBR for those rainy days because I learned the hard way about taking an AEG out in the rain. Agreed. Um, yeah, my Diana doesn't see the wet weather. Well, no, that's it. I bring out the DMR, the GNG DMR at that point. I, th- I think you need gas blowback for the for the for the crap days and and a really good, nice performing. High quality AEG for not even a burner. I wouldn't no, see it as a burner gun. No, no, none of them are expendable. My Mark no. 18, I love that with a passion gas blowback. And once I got that, what did I say? I will run this yeah. solid 12 months, no matter mm. what the weather, to really put it through the paces. And I couldn't give it up. Mm. Everyone else has got mid caps or these other. I'm stuck to 30 round magazines. I could not give the gun up and bring Diana out. Only did Diana start coming back out after I sold it. Just for our viewers, what is uh, Diana? Oh, uh, Diana's the uh, the dev group, four one six dev group, yes. which I mentioned last it's week. It's very nice. Uh, what last brand? Week. What brand? Uh, so, Tokyo <laughs> Marie. Tokyo Marie. <laughs> You're listening. Tokyo Marie. I used it recently. It's a very nice rifle as well. But yeah, do you see what I'm saying though? So every gun, what was I saying? Every gun, yeah, it's no such thing as a, a burner gun. I don't feel. I don't, I don't mean burners like you, it's dispen- uh, disposable. I just mean like you, you have mean? you have a gun. So for example, if I. Uh, had my TM SOCOM as my main primary weapon that I took out on a nice day. A beta gun. A beta that, gun. That you know, yeah. you, you can, it can handle the pace, but at the same time, you can bring it back and it's going to work. Yeah, the next like, game. if you go, we want to go out on a game day because we, us guys, aren't really that shy and wet, and like, I would just take a rental out and just get it, like, that's what I'm saying, having a, a gun that you know can do all weather, and, yeah. it's, and if it gets wrecked or if you're in the mud, it doesn't matter because it's going to work. Whereas, like, yeah, which is what you're saying about the GBBR. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah, you want something that can just like be your. It's a really good question, actually. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> you don't want to sound like a complete like. Oh no, I don't want more than one gun because that's bullshit. But like, I do agree with Paul about having a specific setup that you enjoy because I think that's what's important about the game. But also, like Sai said, it's important to have options on the table, and like you just said, because you might go. Oh, do you know what? I'm going up there today. I fancy a bit of DMR. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's cool. You know, you've got, got that and you've got the option to do it. Whereas someone like me, I don't have a DMR and you'd be like, I used to do it, didn't I? You were sick of DMR and I sold it. Yeah, I sold it. G28. <laughs> There's a pattern uh, here. Yeah, uh, G2. Oh, yeah, that's uh, another guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know exactly what Kai just said. I used to have uh, a G28 and I was talking to Kai for ages about selling it. And, you know, to be honest with you, just going back to our first topic. I sold a lot of my guns to help 
funding. Yeah. Like the thing with the G28 though, that wasn't a practical run around. That's like you running around with the HDL. Oh, it's, it was so heavy. And, and you wouldn't want to run around with that all day. Oh, lovely bit of kit. Oh, Would you want to haul it around all day? No. I mean, I have done. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah. You're a glutton for just punishment. Just fucking dedicated. But <laughs> I think rounding up my answer to it anyway is just that I think just get what you feel comfortable with and if you want to own 20 guns or 30 guns, that's cool. But, you know, for me personally, it's just like finding that one gun that really makes you smile when you play and, you know, it's not going to let you down. Like Paul said, it's like... Certainly oh, in that, you wouldn't want to... Don't let cost be, no, be a thing. no. To, to enjoying your guns. So don't think you for one it. minute you have to have a TM recoil no, to enjoy oh, no. your I still swear by no. the combat machine. Charlie, mm. it's it's such a good... I know it's it was my about. first gun and I ran it forever, for everywhere. And it's still going today. It just works. Mm. So I could take that anywhere. And did we get that? We do. We got that. And anyway. I started. Yeah, 20, 2017. Late 2017, 2018. Yeah. And it's still running now. That's right. I'm waiting for side to finish. Sorry, buddy. I was going to say, would it be better then to have a quantity of quality? No, that's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Having a lot of top end guns. Yeah. Well, no, no, because we sort of touched base a second ago of making that rifle your own, which makes it then quality. Yeah. yeah. By training on it and quality of the beholder. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, would it be better to then have? multiple and then making them to your specifications yeah if you're going to spend out on this hobby yeah uh, buy something that you really like the look of kid her up to whatever you want have whatever you want done to it and enjoy it for what it is don't go out there and go i need to have this one one of this one of this one of this because that's when it falls into what you're saying and going you've got them all in the cupboard and it's wasted Mm -hmm. you've got all them lovely guns that are absolutely great and you're then feeling bad because they're wasted. You can't run them all at once. You will, you? you will get there as well when yeah. when you've played for a while. You know. It's, yeah. It's, How did you get there, Paul? How did you get there, there with your collection? <laughs> you just well, you see something you like it, you pick it up. Well, yeah, it was pretty much that. It was, it was like I, I blame Instagram and, <laughs> and all the rest of it. Like you'll you'll see Garen some or. or or whatever, and you'll have a different gun of the week, and you're like, oh shit, they do a really nice airsoft version. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're allowed one of those ones. Yeah, um, and and like I say, I actually, for me, it was more of a, almost the visual appeal. It, it was yeah. it was creating a loadout. It was almost yeah, like let's say the Bren, not particularly great performing gun. It was absolutely bang average, really. Uh, not like slagging ASG or. Um, but it, it was it was it was in that bracket that the Bren was no better or worse than a CM16 that you'd get as a rental gun. So good. But it looked really good. The fit and finish, you know, and and, and, and I like the fact that the Brens were baby scars and all the rest of it. And and then you go to something like an MP7, an MP9, um, the MP1. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Cheers, folks. Um. And then when you start looking at sniper rifles, obviously I've got the HDI, but like you say, she's a big old girl. So yeah. then you think, right, well... About the harvester, man. Let, let, can, can, <laughs> I, can, can I have a sniper rifle that I could actually physically tote around all day? So you go and get the L96, and, and then it just builds from there, and you, you, you go down a real rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, 
But like I say, visually you love all of them and you'd love to have a room where they're all just on display. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you don't play with them. No. But you don't play with them. And, and you feel that guilt. Feel... Yeah. I, I do personally, I feel that guilt. I, I know where you're never from, Joe. circle with it because you'd all, you could go, I'm going to get rid of all my stuff. I'm going to have this. And then you go, oh, I miss having one of them. I'm going to get one of them. And then all of a sudden you're back to it again. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there now. I've got the FNX, you know. I was I had it when we first opened here. Great pistol, sold it, and I didn't even sell it for no reason. I just sold it because I felt bad because it was sat in the case, and I felt like I didn't need it. But then when I bought it again recently, uh, <laughs> I bought it again recently. First item, it man, I was just like, wow, I missed this pistol. This is such a good thing. So yeah, I think like. But you're getting it now, though, aren't you? Because you're getting the AK-102. Yeah. You've got your SOCOM. I'm back in the I'm back and in now, the full swing of it. Well, no, it? but you you said you're putting your Mark 18 up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell the Mark 18 because you know it's served me proud. It's probably the, it's the longest serving gun I've had. We've been on many trips together yeah. and and had it, and I feel like now's the right time to you know it's recently been in for a, a service and sorting out from uh, good old man Portis there. Uh, it does all the TMs and um, it's time to let it go. I want to reinvest the money back into a new rifle and go on another journey with someone else. But I think, I would say, like, if you're a player, it sort of depends on your budget, doesn't it? Like, if you've got the money to spend and you have no quibbles dropping on a thousand pound on a TM and another one the following month, guys, go out and do it. But, like, for a player, like, who hasn't got that luxury... You don't need to go and buy every single gun that's on the market. You can get, like you say, a G&G combat machine and SRS. Yeah, it will serve time. you for many years. It will keep up with other high-end guns. It's not going to deter your day, and it doesn't cost lots yeah. of money. So if you're new starting out, don't fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I've got to get this, and I've got to get that. Just take your time. Enjoy the first gun that you've got straight away. It doesn't away. have to be Gucci, does it? No, it no. doesn't. We, 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 none of us started on Gucci stuff. I started no, off with the no. G&G right? Remember his... Glock 18 with that stupid thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Learning side of Desert Combat with yeah. his lid on. Hi, <laughs> guys! I, 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 I would like to just add one <laughs> more thing before I shut up and stop talking. Is that, yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that dude. <laughs> with the leg coming all the way out. <laughs> the leg stretch. The airsoft market Sorry. make it more, uh, more easier to... Uh, hoist you into buying stuff now because you've got Klarna, you've got Pay Later now and stuff yeah. like that. So you, it's, it's more easier to get sucked down the rabbit hole. Yeah, because you can get a TM now and pay for it monthly. Yeah, whereas when I started, you'd have to spend £500 outright and now like the retailers are, are, are giving you that option. So I think there's more flexibility for people to get on the high-end rifles. Yeah. But don't, don't feel that you it's have something to do you that. have to do. No, because no. you can have fun with the basics. We... How many nights we've had some of the best nights? We're in, say, like in here. We've all only got a pistol on us. Mm -hmm. And we've had some seriously good cracks with just a pistol. Mm -hmm. I mean, my so, Glock pistols, Army Armament, and it's probably the best pistol I've got. Outperform your uh, HK. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sir. Nothing, nothing will outperform my HK. Oh, here we go. Nothing. So if, if we nail it down, when we're saying quality over quantity... Um, and, and, and you touched upon it then when you said, you know, you, uh, a new entrant, a starter, a Padawan, um, doesn't need to spend all that money. 
Where where would you put the price bracket? If if, if to to let let's let's nail it down. And I know we're probably breaching into another topic that we could go into in another podcast. But um, why don't we say a number would, each? Why don't you go first and you say your budget and I'll say what we'll just for a rifle? Just yeah, don't, are we what, talking for beginner? No no no. No, just no spill. Just say a number. Say a number. What you think of a normal? A, did you say beginner? Uh, a beginner, but let's just got state, their But let's let's state they've just got their Yukara. They want a rifle that's going to last them and be enjoyable for the next twelve months. Cool. See how much do they spend right. for twelve months worth of airsoft? A G and G. You can't. No, no, no. G and G. Price. The budget. So I'm looking. 200 quid, 200 quid you can get for less, you know, we've got, uh, what's a combat machine run now for a CM16? Uh, thanks JG, you did hike your prices up this year to 20% yeah. extra, so they are a little bit more. The, two, but, 220 aren't something? I would say size hit on the head, I'd say yeah. 200 pounds, you're in the hobby, you've got a gun, you've got a charger, you've got a battery. I've still got mine, and I've been playing for... That's where I'll be at. Do you know what I mean? I've still got one. 200 quid for me. Can pull it out today and use it. Mm-hmm. Be happy with it. And I have a TM recoil. I have a top end. I have a Gucci. And I could still be happy to take that gun out today at 200 quid per bracket. I'm going to say 250. Just yeah. for mags. Yeah, and true. just a little bit of accessories. You, you, you want extra mags in that? In that place. Yeah, I'm just... And, and sort of similar sort of... Go for your G&G. I mean... Whereas I presumably, Sai, so you'd be running with one high cap that you'd get with the g I already have mags. I didn't realise mags. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> so I'm just being... I, just... I mean, you could absolutely do that with a rental gun. Yeah, one high cap, 300 rounds. I got four mid caps for 50 quid. Brand that's, new ones. That's what I was saying. So, yeah, okay. extra All 50, right. get some mags. Two, and... If you were just looking to be able to come and play with a high cap magazine, 200, 200 quid. Mm-hmm. If you want to then start doing that, I'll go with what Kai says, about 250. Yeah. That's, that's a really good, good number, yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not like bank breaking. Yeah, it's not offensive. It's not like I can't do this hobby type thing. Even if you're a a, a young person and you're getting your parents to get you something for Christmas as yeah. well, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good ballpark figure to yeah. to say. I, I mean, I I will say two hundred quid. I think you could get into the hobby for that as a beginner yeah. because the G and G rifles at size ten are, are absolutely awesome. We have thirty of them as rental guns. They're great, but there's a lot of um, brands coming through the ranks now that are offering good, like we've got the Golden Eagle G36, you can pick that up for 130 oh, quid. Yeah. It's yeah. solid, it, it has a 470 round Kai Cat, it comes with a battery, it comes with a charger, 130 quid, say what, 20 pounds for some iPro and, and whatever. That's so you can get yeah. into the hobby as a beginner for, for 200, I think. Which I'd but like to add, sorry, sorry. no, you could, yeah. sir. I'd just like to add the fact that you get a battery with it and everything. That's an outstanding thing. And, and people we, say, you've got one of those. People say they're crap, batteries yeah. and stuff. But how many times have we used the batteries from the guns? They, they're absolutely fine. Yeah. Because they haven't got stamps like Vapex or yeah. Nurpol and people go, oh, they're crap. But actually, for a gun that you pay 140 quid for, it's going to last you at least 6 to 12 months with that battery. Oh, you'd easily get a year out yeah, of it. Yeah. And then you're going to start being a bit more rough with it and you know, but it, everything, isn't it? It's going to last however you use it. But that's, that's I didn't even think about some of that as a starter kit. And you've got Simon. You, you, you've owned some Simon guns. Simon mm-hmm. do like an entry-level M4 for like 100 quid. And like, they do. To, they do. Be, to be honest with you, 
like you've got one down at Barman's with a suppressor on it. It looks all right. It is plastic, but for someone coming in novice, it comes with the battery charger, the high cap mag. It shoots fine, and you're going to have a good day with it. So see, I had a, an Ares as my first one, which came with a MOSFET. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was a hundred and seventy pounds, I think it was. It was the Ares um, 008, which is just an M4 platform. Yeah. So uh, someone put a screwdriver in it. I think that was this. That's a similar price to what my combat machine was when I got mine, because yeah. mine was a twenty fifteen edition that had the MOSFET in it as well. Yeah, they were cracking guns back in the day. It was around a hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty, something in I that think it was, part. I think the SRR back in the day was like one five. Yeah, like so it, it was it was a good yeah good same similar price for that with a MOSFET mm-hmm. yeah and that's where like Specner are now aren't they Specner have gone from like they do make some okay guns but they also have got that bracket where you can spend 160 quid and you get a full metal M4 with two mid caps and a little what are they call the gate nanos uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what more do you want you've got two mid caps you can play a game with that yes it's not ideal you will have to do what Kai said and buy some additional mags but for, a, for under 200 quid back in the day you can get a metal riff for that no. you'd have to buy plastic which was still to this day is like oh it's plastic yeah, but remember guys plastic's lighter so when you're running around <laughs> do you know what I mean it's I mean, better the, for you the, the plastic is looking a lot better though isn't oh, it yeah, it's looking a bit more yeah what do you think budget wise I think you, you don't know. have a budget because you, you have, have like fifty. What is a thousand? What is a budget, sir? Yes. <laughs> I, I think this harkens back to our original question. What um, quality? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm a stickler for absolutely, and this was one of the major problems I had with my collection when it was at its peak. Was I became obsessed with realism. Um, having real rails, um, having um, recoil of some description, and that became the be all and the end all. Whether it was EBB or GBB, um, it, it became the be all and the end all. I had to have that uh, on a game day. I think, actually, though, your price bracket isn't too far away, but I think you're missing a trick. I, th- I, I think mm. a really nicely Set up AAP01 with a kit, with a carbine kit on it, would start someone off. They'd be able to. How do you kick somebody off that edits the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you look, you look at. Like, but how are you going to get that in for like a good budget? Because you've got to buy the kit, you've got to buy the pistol, the back. You've got to so buy the, pi- the, the pistol's what? 80 quid now? 90 quid? You can go for 70 on trade. Aren't these the ones, aren't these <laughs> the, ones the uh, send? The hammer, yeah. yeah. If you run it on full auto. But there's positives. They come with... Uh, oh, I have a feature you can't use. In, interchangeable Glock mags, you can run any Glock mag on them, whether it's uh, TMs or Rorsks or whatever. Is it a fair addition you, to no, a starter thing? You, the... you all like that M4 style... The hand's coming across now. You all yeah. like that M4 style SRU kit. Nah, I wouldn't. Yeah. He, he's just stubborn. He he he'd be like, nah. Have you got a picture of it? I, I can draw one. You you know what it looks like. I know, but I could draw a picture. Um, <laughs> get me look, some crayons. Look, you can either go. All I'm saying is, when we were talking earlier about needing a gun for every occasion, yeah. you could put that in that kit with an extended barrel. Boom, you've got a rifle. You can then run it as a pistol just for a CQB. It will run in all weathers because it's ah, yeah, GBB. 
Um, <laughs> you, you can. Is it the ballpark like kit? Thing is, what the SRU? It won't be a ballpark kit. Pistol, uh, you're I've saying with an extended barrel, so now you're talking about having to buy barrels. No, 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 no. You, 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 you get, as part of the SRU kit, what's, if it's the M4 one, or start know. a person getting into airsoft you for a can, budget could do that. Uh, you could do that. That would be you could get all of that for what two fifty or something. Like but you're talking about who's going to do who's going to reacate? Does it put it? Oh my God, no! That is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it's like you were all wild for that. Oh, I don't some, know. Some of them was wild for that when it I don't came know out. if they can see that on the camera. Probably is that going to be a good no. starter platform though? Because I just think it's a platform for every occasion. Because yeah. if you go it... into your G and G range, if you go into your Specknas or whatever, mm. first rainy day, you're not going to want to take it out. No. Because that that Specknar, I guarantee you, the build quality on it, the, the the quality control between the upper and the lower won't be there or, or whatever. It won't leave combat machine to see over all the weather. We've been out of the downpours with our combat machine. <gasps> I've oh, had I your when seen, you had your three hundred eight G and G G two as a DMR, and we went to Thunder Park in the absolute hammering down, and I was running your DMR, no problem whatsoever. I really rate the quality on them. I really think you could. What I, I want to know about that one though is what I want to know about that one is when you're saying the extended barrel and all, does that come together? I believe it all comes in the in the kit. It basically, and you have to put the gun together yourself. Well, yes, I think you've got to take the slide off. Yeah, so yeah, but you're talking about a budget. You're needed. talking about a budget starter thing for someone just getting into airsoft. Is that a little bit much for someone who's going? I'm going to build my first gun. Fuck no, I've got to build it. I, I, do you see okay. what, do you, now I get that. Do you see what That's I'm a very good point. Well, no, because there was a lad here. I can't remember his name that first started off and bought Max. His name was Kai. Yes. And he wore a helmet and goggles. There's a lot of people that run that gun platform here. And I personally don't think that they've all played airsoft for a while. Yeah, they're not new. They've upgraded, they've got this AEP for the indoor, they've put the kits on it. It's a fantastic gun inside here, great. But as a me going like, I'm buying a gun to get into airsoft, like, um, I don't know if you know that chap that plays a band, long hair, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a really nice guy, yeah, he's just yeah, joined yeah. up and he's yeah, yeah, like yeah. getting around all the guys, but he's just, he, he was a prime example of someone that doesn't have like loads of money. He's gone out and bought a speckler because it's a nice, you know, I said G&G or, yeah. he's got a speckler. Yeah. And he was out the other day loving life and yeah. it cost him 179 quid. Yeah. And he's got the battery, he's got, the, and he's, he's set up for 200. Yeah. You know, but, well, that's what I'm saying. While I agree with you're in the price range there, and you could have that yeah. as a beginner want just getting into airsoft. I don't think that's your best option to go for. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I'm not trying to knock it in any way. I'm no, 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 no. I think it, it gives you some blowback. It can run in any conditions. It can you know, blowback. All messages. Um, can I book for Sunday? Can I book for <laughs> Tuesday? Can I book for Friday? No, I'm in Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to what, what, I'm, chill. <laughs> what I would say is, if you're going first gun, you need to almost certainly go M4 then. M4 style. Oh, God, that's going to be a that, That's a whole, that's a whole another other topic. Kind of fish. And then For me, yes, because I'm an M4 man. So, but these, some people maybe... Leaning towards the other quality and quantity. We've we've really heavily diverged. So we, should we yeah. should we bring the bring the thing? Paul, Paul's we've ended up talking about budget. We've all gone round our yeah. budgets, and Paul brought up 
good point about is he bullying us? No, no, no just, just bullying. Just they feel like the guys on the other end might be like, Jesus, what are they going on? We're still, we're still, yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still on point in yeah. the conversation. So what does that? What's, what's, what so are we happy then with that? Just, yeah. Let's look at that. We're happy within a two hundred quid range. You can get into it. So I'll call. I'll call that. Happy yeah. with that? Yeah. All right. But does, bit, that, does that answer our original question of? I don't think that question can ever be answered. That's no, what I'm saying. It's yeah. because it's what you make quality, and yeah. you could make quality under yeah. quantity. Without yeah, without, not, without sounding mundane about it, it's how much have you? How much money have you got? Yeah. You want to pump that? Do that. If you haven't, you haven't. You can pick one and be a be a shredder with it. What about what site you play at though? Because like Paul said, you could get into the CPB with just a ninety pound pistol and just go in and play. Absolutely. You? And then you could be like, Absolutely. right, I'm going to get the kits and stuff like that, and you could end yeah. up spending so that like less. Makes, makes the quality. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that kind of answers. Yeah. yeah. And then that little bit was just we've touched on upgrades and shit. Oh, yeah. that's a weird. It looks like a submarine. We're planned out this week. It does look like a submarine. It's Ocean Gate. It's Ocean Gate. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. Title. No, wait, wait. Now it's Ocean Gate. <laughs> Savage. Not there anymore. <laughs> I quite like that question, though. Upgrades. I think we kind of touched yeah, on it. Wasn't yeah, it? Like yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, dabbled we in that. The trouble is, though, when you're talking about upgrades, I think that, that absolutely goes back to the first point, is when you're saying you don't need a TM. Because even with a TM... You tend to upgrade them. Why? Yeah, every why? person does, though, don't why? they? Why? They're so good on the box. They are, but we've all got upgraded ones. I haven't, because I've learned Yet. from my um, MP7. I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. Do you, well, this is for viewers as well and, and, and people to listen. Is Do you think retailers force upgrades on the average punter now? Why else would they make them? Yes, because I fell for that trap on the TM MP7 because when I was purchasing it and I was looking on the description, Airsoft Direct said, was basically saying, "What? Well, look at the Powerball upgrade type thing, um, which I then fell for. Have this. Yes. Yeah, it won't be able to run it nowhere, but you can have exactly. this. And, and yeah, it is, it is a trap you do fall down. I have yeah. as well. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't, but we've been down this path. I'm not going to say anything. Mine is absolutely <laughs> fully tweaked up to the lines, yeah, so and I love it. <laughs> what, what I will say, though, is I've had, we've had standard TM guns or standard rifles, yeah. and honestly, man, I say it a lot more to people now, because a lot of, being a site operator, you get guys come in and say, what upgrades do you think I need? What upgrades do you think I need? What upgrades do you think I need? It's like, it's like, wow, like, guys, just just play the game. You've just, you've just bought yeah. a rifle. Enjoy the rifle. Don't start thinking yeah. about because you're just going to start opening stuff up and, and voiding warranty yeah. and stuff like that. Play the game. Use the gun. Get on with it. Get a TM. Run it till it breaks. Yeah. Once it's broken, then upgrade it. Then you've got an option. You yeah. can put standard TM back in it and, and be loyal to how good it's been man. for you. Or you can go down the other road. Go. Again, how much money do you have? Take yeah. take that practice into any gun, not just a TM. Yeah. So if it breaks, then upgrade that part. Yeah, because we just yeah. use two terms of personal preference for us. It doesn't mean you have to buy a TM. Yeah, you yeah. can buy whatever you want on the market. You certainly don't have to upgrade. It's, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but in my time of having lots of different rifles... With all of the guns. The, 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 the difference... difference be, and this, is, this will be unpopular to TM owners and all the rest of it. The, the actual difference between a 100 quid Steimer M4 and a TM416 NGRS isn't a lot. I agree with you. Isn't a lot. I agree. There, there's quality issues, absolutely. You know, you get all the guysy rails, all the rest of it, it's all Gucci, it's lovely. 
but the actual performance, the ability to hit a body-sized target from 30 feet or beyond isn't that different. It isn't. And I agree with it. No, yeah, you, well, you can do it with a pistol. Yeah. You know, if you can hit someone with one shot with a pistol, why, why on earth are they need these DSG builds and things like that? Another topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, I'm completely on board with what you're saying, 100%. Yeah, I agree. But there well. will be people who will hate oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, well, I, own a, I own a TM gun that's not a great... That SOCOM has got um, nothing in it. It's not been upgraded. It's been fixed recently. It shoots just as good as any... It might have a hot rubber in now because it broke. Had <laughs> a barrel. Yeah, yeah. These are these are. It's things completely that, standard. I, yeah, I, I've just done this to it, but it's completely. I standard. used it till it broke, and I got the hot replaced. Yeah. But before prior to this happening, I set aside that I was going to just use it as standard gun. Yeah. And the performance compared really to my Mark eighteen that is heavily upgraded, there isn't really much difference. Like Paul said, having rental guns and shooting them, and we test them all the time. When I look at the BB Travel, I'm thinking, it's the same. It's, it's, it's so basically, it's buying a Ferrari when the speed limit's under it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the point. But then most new guns coming out now, they're coming with Type War barrels. Yeah. So they're, they're doing it. Was it 603 or something, Type War? TM need to up their game. They need to start. That's another thing. Oh, that's yeah. other competitors. But then that's, that's, that's bringing quality in where you don't, don't need to, really. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? There's not actually a lot of difference in platforms either. Like you said, you you can you can range with a pistol almost as far, yeah, and almost as accurate. Not not almost as accurate. It's a massive target. A body size target gets hit by a pistol just as often as it does yeah. a sniper rifle. Exactly. It's when it's when you're getting down to the finer increments and you're looking for that that really tight shot. Yeah. That are, you know, the, the better guns will come in. But body size target, and let's face it, most airsoft are fat fuckers. Yeah. Um, you you can hit them with a pistol. <laughs> Straight up on the radio. We're sexy as you fuck. Could, you, could, uh, you can ping someone with a Trago Mills five quid, really. Do you know what I mean? A spring. Spring out. Oh, spring. God. I've been done in here several times, that little spring pistol. I can't remember what mate's name yet. That little tiny. Little tiny, yeah. Yeah. He's done me several times in here. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, there you go. I've been done by a spoon in here as well. Don't be fooled. Do your research. Have a look into things. Don't think you've got to spend the world. But no, if you want loads and you want to display them, then don't. Yeah, then do that as well. Do what you want. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so what's the uh... well, on that? We we've crossed the two hour mark again, boys. I think we need to Sorry, to close down the, yeah. the 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 podcast for today, right. dear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. And and if you are on to Patreon, then I would in- encourage you to join Patreon because we will now be carrying on purely for the Patreon listeners. Um, but for for all the standard listeners, uh, I, I I bid you farewell. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, thanks very much for coming along again. Yeah, it's been uh, great to be on it. Yeah. And actually, uh, nice been, to see the other side of the coin. It's been quite humble actually talking about stuff that people might not hear. I hope the viewer, the viewers and the listeners at home will be like, oh. Not, not actually heard from a site owner before and talk mm. about their personal lives and stuff like that and also touched on some great topics about quality of quantity and stuff yeah. like that you know so I think hopefully everyone's enjoyed it and uh, I'll see you probably in a few weeks time I reckon Sweet.
This is Cool Sign Middle East signing off. <laughs> oh, no, let's go, so man. Should we tell the story quickly before we go? Nah, oh, so, so, be right. yeah. so, someone left a comment. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I need a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, the guy from the Middle East, uh, if he wasn't in it, would go a lot better. So, uh, fuck you. <laughs> cool Sign Sketch signing off. Yeah, yeah we're signing off, guys. Thanks very much. Paul. Guy, side, thank you for having me over. That's alright, Dick, it's your house. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> That's my side. Oops. <laughs> bye bye.